You are listening to Thursday Nights, episode 58. Begin I th- now. I think we had just ended shortly after I broke. We begin now in the middle of combat, and it is Ren's turn. <clears throat> Ren. Can I do it after Ren? I need mind, uh, oh, give me a little quick run through what the initiative well, uh, is. I need the Ren Brandis Colvin Hugh. Because I'm going to go into the hydro. Oh, those little dice. Ren Brandis Colvin Hugh. Oh, yeah, I forgot. It's all of us, and then Hydro, and then Aurora, and then it's all of us again. Okay. We're all together. Okay, so Ren. <clears throat> Ren. Super as you see, uh, as Ren looks at the Hydra and looks back at everyone else and sees these wizards around that are creating quite a mess, yeah. he all of a sudden blinks out of existence and reappears nice. as Everybody's favorite. four separate. Favorite thing he does. One, two. Ooh, it's oh, better than red. Nice. It's actually better than one red. Four reds who aren't real, and the real one he comes later. Wait, so what's better than one red is four three. Fake four fake reds better than one real one red. Aww. Except you get the one real red as a bonus after the four real reds are done. It's done right there. Pretty good. Four fake reds is one of And by four get the With that, Ren comes, and you see as the four uh, copies of himself. This is Take life. There it is, him. He, you see the one right here start to move as it focuses its attention on the wizard that is, uh, that has dropped Hugh. Do it. Destroy him. And we're going to. Okay. And as he's yeah, elemental themed, does he recall that? Are the copies? Yeah. Oh no. I yeah, do have a mechanic. I love the mechanic. Whatever. So, anyway, so as, and as he does so, he extends his hand as you see bolts of energy, which look like lightning, shoot from his hand in the direction of the wizard. And that's going to be a 30 versus fortitude. A 30 versus fortitude Plus versus one. the wizard. Plus one. Plus one. Cord. Oh, yeah, so 30. That'll hit. Nice. Dealing. 31 thunder damage. 31 thunder damage, got it. And let's do a arcana check on that wizard to see what's going on with him. And that's going to be... Well, he does probably have cover. He's desperately lonely. He's, he's on every dating ah, site. It's just 22. not working out. A 22 is not good enough. <laughs> that's all you learned. That's, I rolled a 2. The wizard. Uh, he has low self-esteem. As, uh, Turn over. He's casting these spells, and it's just kind of hard to attune your mind to it. So, Ren so, is done. So he hits the wizard, and the bolts hit the wizard square in the chest as he, as he was looking down at Hugh and cackling. And it's just a... Uh, and Ren guy, lets out a smirk. A smirk. Do they all smirk and laugh? Brandis is up next. <laughs> Brandis like looks over at Aurora. What is up? And says... Brandis. 
Can you handle you? Definitely. Then get him up! And continues his assault on the... Critter? Should we move this guy? Should I shift him? No, no, this is in a good spot. He's just going to make a... an attack. I'll just do an attack now. I'm saving Storm of Blaze. Um... Uh, with power attacks, it moves to we get a plus one for Corey. Do we get any, any other plus ones? Any other bonuses? Um, no. Alright, so that is minus one. That is 31 versus AC. 31 versus AC is not enough to hit. Um, it is within three. Can you handle this Hydra? You could blow your humanness. I know you did once. I will blow my humanness. Humanity. Uh, humanity. Yeah, so I. To the attack roll, I use that. That hits. So with an extra heroic surge. Oh, yes. you also have Ushehi's powers too. Um, yes. Keep those. Um, damn. Um, so that's cool. Brannis takes a swipe at, at one of the heads, which uh, bounces back, but uh, sees out of the corner of his eye one of the heads, which is um, not paying attention to the fight, and strikes in low, getting a 25 damage. Uh, to the Hydra, and that gives Ernest You want me to blind it? And as the one head is not I can paying it. attention, the head is severed no. off completely, and it falls to the ground as blood gushes from the stump, and it is now a bloody Hydra. Oh, no. Yes! Um, it's bloodied now. It's gonna kill us all. I think bad things happen now. Bad things happen. Really quick. I forgot I get to attack him two more times, so I just rolled the damage and the attacks, and they both hit because they were greater than my last one, so it did an additional 67 against that wizard. 67? 67. Yikes! Jeez. Thank you. Why, why was that? Huh? Why you was got that? To attack because him. I get to attack if I hit, I get to attack two more times, and I forgot, so I rolled it, and they were greater, my attack rolls were greater than All right, he is bloody. Good job. Uh, bloody. Nice. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, me too. That's like major. That's so much damage. Upon becoming... Bloodied. Yeah. The Hydra thrashes out in response. Uh, sorry, I gotta remember where exactly my powers are. That was the uh, snapping jaws. Uh, did you you marked him? Is that right? With your attack? Uh, yes, I will mark him. Yeah, with that, I unmark him. Oh. Two of his heads thrash out at Brando. I, I can mitigate that damage. At Brandis. Uh, There's a lot of heads that are attacking. Just me? Well, is everyone getting attacked or just Brandis? I think it's multiple attacks, not a... 44 versus AC. Yeah, since I'm already bloodied, if you want to... You have plus 2 to all your defenses. The 44 still hits. Though the the 34 does not. Alright, are you choosing to mitigate something? Um, yes. Okay, what what is it As Brandis is uh, being attacked, the... um, the ethereal dragonling shoots up, uh, getting in the way of the dragon and actually uh, dragging one of the one of the heads towards Aurora instead. So it's still doing a snapping movement and it cleaves into her shoulder, uh, doing some damage where it wouldn't. Uh, All right. What is the effect of that? Uh, let's see. It hits me automatically. Oh, a whole hit hits you instead of him. Yes. Alright, that deals 15 damage. Okay. An ongoing 20 poison. Yes! The Hydra is now bloodied. Ah, perfect. Oh, I took, yeah, 10 damage from being bloodied. Yeah. 
And the damage is 15, and then 10 poison, and I have 10 20 poisons. ongoing poison. Oh, 20. Oh, clever yes, girl. That's through poison. the door. Because he is bloody. So I get, I take 10 from that, but I'm not taking that now, well, right? Dead. That's on. That's at the beginning of your turn. Okay, beginning cool. of your turn. All right. Then at I the end right. of Brandis's turn, poison. Uh, that was a reaction to getting. Uh, well, that was a free action to becoming bloodied, and then at the end, of, or is Brandis's turn done? Uh yes. yes. At the end of Brandis's turn, it will attack him twice, as it does at the end of uh, everyone's turn, as it has been. I believe it's two I attacks. I do not like those snapping jaws. Ending your turn next to it seems to be a poor choice. Yes. We, that's why That'll be a 29 and a 45 versus Ooh. AC. 25 hits. Oh, the 45 will deal again? 24 oh, damage and ongoing 20. Oh, well. Right. Oh, well. Ongoing 20. Yeah, then's the breaks. Coleman is up next. You resist four of the damage on both his attacks for being next to moi. You as well. Oh, and I do? you as well resist four damage. Um, right so there. I'm up. So, who... I need healing. I'm fine. Yeah, you'll get the, you'll get that. So I am going to. You're on to the clock. Which see. we can put. In the... Who's lower on health? You or you or Um. I'm fine. I'm Actually, I'm doing okay. I'm not even close to healing of my own stuff. Actually, I gotta go over here. How's Ren doing? Brandis, you need to shift in there. Um, Colbin. Keep Brandis up. Well, at the beginning of Colbin's turn, consumed by a volcanic rage, as. Molten lava continues to stream down uh, Colbin, Colbin's face and frame like uh, burning tears. The fissures beneath the hydra continue to split and crack the earth, releasing hot, scalding gases. And the scales beneath the hydra's body are starting to flake and, uh, and curl as they bake and Ooh. fall off onto the ground, leaving burning blisters all along its underbelly. Twelve damage. Twelve damage! Alright. We're starting as Colbin continues with his rage. Checking over uh, his shoulder at the uh, the cries of concern for Hugh, who has fallen down, uh, Colbin uh, grabs the edge of one of the uh, of one of the fissures and just tears or uh, uh, kind of rends the ground as the crevice kind of splits the earth back all uh, all the way towards where uh, Hugh is lying, consumed in a flaming. I think it's yes, flame. A flaming kind of uh, uh, Fire. vortex. The, the, the crack kind of swallows the flames off of Hugh's bodies, and you see the runes kind of spread over, offering healing relief from uh, Hugh's uh, many arcane wounds. So you'll take... 5, 14, not bad. Okay, so 8, 10, 14. So you have your surge plus 14, and 4 additional temporaries on top of that. Okay, surge plus 14. And that's another round of plus 1 to all, all of our defenses. So we should have plus two to all our defenses again this round. Only one adjacent to you, right? No. It's oh. in a burst ten for me. Plus two? Plus two to everything. One Thank from the you. standard and one from me. Oh, okay. Plus two to defenses? Yes. Okay. Nice. Colvin then Work. retreats somewhat so as not to so to avoid some of the the ceaseless attacks of the many Hydra heads and attacks forth once, once again with a... He was not conscious. Nice yeah. job. With a word... You know you start at one, right? Uh, I know, but I was at zero, so... Oh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you've ever dropped the before, so I always just... No, I've dropped a couple times. Let's review the rules. Alright, um... Yeah. And... Hmm. Did you take a penalty from shooting from the ground? Uh, I think I did, yes. 
this minus like five hundred to all attacks or something. Yeah, yeah. No, we'll, we'll not go that direction. Reaching uh, forth with his uh, with his mighty warhammer, he uh, he pounds once again on the uh, on the hydra with a word of diminishment. Natural eighteen, so yeah. that should be a hit. Yeah, I will get you the damage in a sec if you want to go to the next All right, one. At the end of Coleman's turn, despite him taking a step away, this huge creature has quite long necks as two of them snap in towards Coleman. You're not blade at all, are you? No, no ma'am. Okay. That'll be a 41 and a 30 versus AC. Um, yeah, that'll, that'll hit me. The, well, the 41 will hit me. That'll be 20 time. damage and ongoing 20 poison. Don't worry, right. I'll save versus that poison could be all a nice bonus. Mm-hmm. Alright, and that is uh, Colin's turn. You can tell me the damage in a sec. Q is up next. <clears throat> Did not even lose a turn. Oh, so the by Q by Colin hitting, there's minus five to all damage rolls um, for this for, for one turn. Okay. So yeah. Cool. Um Hugh. Stands up. Uh, Stand up. Get up. As he feels the healing powers of Colbin's earthiness, he does. Rise him. Um, I'm in the zone. How much do I take? Uh, you're going to take a five damage? Five maybe damage. Ten. Yeah, how does that work? Five damage. Five damage. Minus five. Um, while in the midst of this fiery conflagration, he looks around briefly. <laughs> And sees the nearest minion, and quarries him, and sends a pair of arrows his way. Wow, you have a ton of quarries. I have up to my wisdom modifier, which currently is four. Nice. Which is everyone. That's as many as I can have right now. Twenty-eight damage. Twenty-eight. As he sends first an arrow at the quarry, getting probably good enough. That's thirty-five. Thirty-five will kill. Excellent. Quarry drops. Boom. Q, reinvigorated by this. Doing something right in the battle. Uh, gets a bunch of hit points. Yay! <laughs> Alright. <laughs> that was for my Blood of the Fallen daily. Uh, he also gets an action point, which he will then spend. Uh, I'll note that later. And his other arrow goes to this one who dropped him earlier. No, that one. Uh, higher. That one drops too. Alright. Boom. Two minions down. Um, so that was move minor standard action Get point. He then uh, takes a look at the. Oh, I just blew everything everywhere. That's all right. He then takes a look at the Hydra who has been harassing his his allies quite a bit and starts stalking steadily forward towards it as he sends arrow after arrow towards it, doing attacks on the run. So he gets to move yeah. his speed while attacking. Oh my god! Yes. Bang. Start running. Uh, yes. This just happened. You, can you... Two attacks. Are you yes. really going through the other zone? Uh, I can probably go around. Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Go around the zone. Uh, so, blue, red. Uh, four and an eight. Disappointing. You still get to move? But half damage per attack, and I think I'm going to do... Uh, let's see. Four is probably going to miss. How about the eight? That gives me a plus one, so that's a nine. He's scored. That's a ten. That puts it up to 34 AC. Versus, or against who? The Hydra. 34 mm-hmm. AC? Yes. You got any cover? Uh, Does he have cover? You're only shooting no. for allies, so no. And that'll hit. 
Okay, oh, excellent. Wow. So the second one will hit then. Good. You hit on an eight. Nice. Um, because that's that close, he's going to do his human. No, because the second one wouldn't hit that. We'll just leave it as is. Is he going to move? Yes, he is going to move. So he <laughs> Good, don't uh, he moves his speed, which is six. So he goes. Uh, I can't tell where the cover is. I think. Yeah. Okay. So there's anything there. So he goes one, two, three, four, five, six. All right. All right, and then damage nice for this. Uh, it's cool. Yeah, resolve your damage because the yeah. hydra's next. That's into your turn, right? Yeah, oh it's into my turn. Uh, Threw up in the. Can somebody else give me D twelve? Yeah, sure. That go one ahead. right there. Yeah, you can have that. Okay. So sixteen plus thirteen. You want to tell him to go on and add yeah. up the damage? I can add it up. The hydra's now, so. Oh uh, uh, yeah. Okay. Sixteen uh, plus thirteen, you said. Yeah, but there's so twenty nine. Yes, twenty nine plus fifteen. So uh, forty four. Forty four. Okay. So 44 for one attack, and then the other one... I thought the other one missed. It was lower. Miss for half, misses half damage. Oh, gotcha. Uh, so that's 10, 17, plus uh, 15... 17 plus 15. 32. 32 divided in half, 16. All right. Nice. Yeah. From the bloody stump, the blood stops gushing out as instead... You see it splits and two heads form from the stump that Brandis had cut off. You can see from the body of the Hydra that it is starting to become exhausted and tired as it is harder for it to fight, but with more heads means more weapons and therefore considerably more deadly as it now has six heads thrashing around and it turns all of its considerable attention on Brandis. Alright, Brandis. Who has it? You wanted this. Minus five to all damage. Minus five to all damage and plus two to my AC. And as all five heads. Also, it's. That was action coin. I attacked him, so he's got the tattoo thing on it. Oh, Uh, Oh, mark mark it. Yeah. Uh, No longer stacks. No, no longer stacks, but it's there for a round. So, as all six heads turn towards Brandis and the two new ones, which are sort of, um, you know pink in appearance as the scales are still like starting to grow. You can Ew. see it's this kind of their skin, but they're growing extremely fast. They all just start striking in, not caring for their uh, fragile newborn state. Hey. Um, uh, fetus. Fetus bites. Got but the teeth are just Here are the six attacks. <clears throat> I can only show five in the tool, so uh, <laughs> we'll have to add another one afterwards. So Use an awful you are marked, so it is a hero slaying fight. That'll be a 35, a 29, a 43, a 42, and a 45. Um, the 29 does not hit. Hey, plus two to AC. Brings me to 35. God damn it. Are you bloodied? Yes, I am bloodied. Shift, uh, shift next to me, and you'll have some bonuses for just a little bit. Um, can I shift next to her? No, no, not, it, not is, right now. it is the high Not right now. Do I mean the later? The first attack deals twenty-seven damage and ongoing twenty poison. Uh, I, or I I'll shift be in to trouble. You. Okay, I'll stay there then. Um, what is it? Twenty-seven. Uh, so the twenty-nine missed, right? Yes. Yeah. So the thirty-five deals <clears throat> twenty-seven damage. Deals twenty-two damage. Twenty-two. Twenty. Twenty flat because you have resist on your armor. Uh, we, no, I thought that the... No, I'm not resisting. Yeah, 20. Does it have a minus 5 and then you have a plus 2 to your defenses? It, so, 
you you took the damage, yes, right? Yes, damage. All right. Tell me if uh, you drop. So then the second attack misses. The third attack, I'm going to re-roll. This will also count as the sixth. I'll handle the sixth attack later. Yeah, it might go to someone else. What the hell is going on? So Wait, what? Here is the damage for the second attack that hits Brandis. I have to re-roll to get the to re-roll damage. Wait. 28 damage. I am at... I was at... 28 points. Nah, you got six. I could. So, uh. Now he's at zero. No, no, no. He was at 28. He's got minus four. Seven hit points. Seven hit points. The Hydra's fourth head. Here's the damage for the fourth head. 35 damage. Looking around that one. I am unconscious. Carry the ball. So that is. Alright. Eight damage from that, so. Brandis is unconscious. Someone wants to. As the four heads strike in, Brandis slices at one of them, causing the jaws to narrowly miss, but three others bite in deep as the extremely sharp teeth pierce right through his plate mail, creating a big hole. And you see Brandis's eyes roll back in his head as he falls to the ground. As he says, as you expect him to say, Does oh! Is anyone using any sort of interrupts or reactions to that? I, no. I, I got remember. nothing. I thought the doesn't you replace? Aurora already used her uh, oh. uh, reaction this round. I already yeah. used it. I have nothing. Alright. I got nothing for you. Don't worry. I'm right, just, I'm right there, just though. Just pop me back can, up. I've got a lot of feeling that I should have used earlier. So, as a free nice. action... When the hero slaying Hydra, hero slaying Hydra, drops someone to zero hit points, he's paragon. It gets another attack. Paragon slaying. Oh whatever. Bring it on, Hydra man. My negative blade. As the tooth piercing through the armor injects a poison into Brennus's blood. What? Killing him. What are you doing? No! That is an encounter power. It cannot be used again. That's good to know. <laughs> Wowzer, okay. Wow, can I just say the incredible irony of Brandis dying at the feet of the statue of him commemorating when As he you, died to this same Hydra? Does he say tag back? <laughs> Brandis <laughs> drops to the ground. Brandis. As you can see, his eyes, not like the sight that you've seen many people fall unconscious in your presence before, but you can see the clear sign of the eyes rolling back and then filling with <clears throat> blood as he starts bleeding from his mouth and eyes on the ground. Good as blood. Clearly, the life is okay. completely out of his body. The Hydra still has two more attacks, as he, the fifth one didn't actually attack him. So, two more attacks uh, against Coleman. Here, uh, here are the two attacks against Colvin. This is horrible. No, 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 stop. Leave him alone. That's good. Oh, thank God. That's 28 good. and a 31 versus AC. No, man. Woo! No killing, please. No more of that. Uh-huh. We'll just stop that right now. We're just going to bring the pain. <laughs> we should probably bring that pain. <laughs> yeah, right. I should have brought a while ago, but it hasn't been my turn yet. Jeez, my surge is I think, I think I we thought, got a little cocky this fight. I thought so, too. I, I thought we're, maybe we're we'll... better than good. First fight of the day. The wizard retreats around the side, peeking around the corner here, unleashing another firestorm uh, to hit Q. No! 
Leave you alone. Oh, uh, you don't because he's uh, targeting it next to you, and it's a okay. uh, oh, it's a blast. Lame. So here is the firestorm against Hugh. You have thirty-three versus reflex. Uh, that'll miss flat out. That will miss. All right, still causes. Then I get plus to my defenses anyway. So can we get a markers where the banner thing is? It's right here. No, no, but uh, like where the zone agrees it's, is. It's, it's ten by ten. ten. But it like oh, stops somewhere over here though. So please put a um. Three by three zone there for the firestorm. So you will take five damage on your turn. Okay. Focused on him or the one next to him? The one next to him. So there's no cover. Gotcha. Well, not enough. Aurora, you're up. Yeesh! Uh, Brandis falls not more than maybe ten feet away from her. Her whole plan about helping Q, not necessary. It's just her and the Hydra now. And she yells out to Colvin. Get away from this thing. I'm going to take care of it. As she... Sounds fantastic. Wrong. Oh, sorry. She shifts one square here. I think that's in its space. Can she? Oh, is it? It's right there. Oh, and she's right there. Yeah, you're already next to him. She is next to him. And she attacks it with a corona of blinding brilliance. Get it. Oh, you're doing the zone? Uh, six One more coins. plus 23 oh, is 29, plus the bonus, wait, 31 versus reflex. 31 get, versus reflex on the this? Hydra. Mm-hmm. Did you get the plus one from Hughes thing? Uh, 32. Two. Two. And the 32 will hit. <gasps> yes! Well, I would have used my... my I believe you used that last week. I'm almost positive. It's an encounter power, so same I can use it whenever I want. And it was the same encounter. We ended okay. combat. <laughs> I this is a new sheet, so I don't Damn. know. No need because it, it hit anyway. Already. It did hit. So, so no worries. Go ahead. Um, so she brings her hammer up, and instead of hitting the creature, a wave of silver light just shears through it, not actually doing uh, physical damage, but burning uh, all the scales off it. You can see wherever it hits it uh, damages it greatly. It's particularly around the eyes as it is blinded. Until the end of my next turn. And it does a bunch of damage, which I will roll in a bit. And then, as a standard action, she is going to mark it. Or not mark, I guess, yeah. Free action mark. And then, this is not an attack, is it? Oh, I guess it is. That's all she'll do. Yes. That's it. Same. So she'll stay there. It's marked to her now. If you and now, please repeat the damage. I, was dumb and didn't I did not do roll the damage because it's a lot of. Stuff okay, gotcha. So you'll do that while the minions will do their attacks. Yeah. How many minions are left on the board? Please, someone do a quick count for me. Ten, ten. One, two, three, six, four, four, five. Almost a Seven. Seven. Yes. Uh, Seven, and there should be. Plus. What NPCs do we currently no. still have alive? For I need more of these wizard dudes. Uh, yep. You see more wizards. I, I, actually, I'm fine. This is fine. Don't worry about it. 38. You see more wizards still continuing to uh, pop in through quick, like, fiery portals as they Same teleport into combat here. I mean, these seem. Looking at these guys, as you see them coming in, you see that many of these are not battle hardened wizards or anything like that. Some of these, you recognize one of them as a shopkeeper back from Skyclave. This is not a guy who would be 
throwing around spells in combat. I mean, they're dropping at the... I mean, they're dying at the drop of a hat when you target them with spells, but you have no choice, you know, so magic is being channeled through them whether uh, whether they like it or not. And go, tell me when I'm back sitting at the computer. Um, so the all the minions continue to unleash their attacks. I believe Keeper is down, is that he's correct? He's down. He's out of the fight. So yeah, he's not. His he mechanics. Is? Yeah. yeah. Um, so... Yeah, he took his no, three he hits. Okay. He um, so who is Cle- around? Clefin also did. I think Starless. Two of these attacks are well, sorry, hitting um, are attacking Colbin. Okay. We're going uh, one. These two versus. Oh, they're going to attack the Ren things. Actually, so that against that Ren, 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 Ren. Let's get the four Rens. Um. Okay, wait a second. Greg, you're going to forget if I don't do it now. You'll forget. Go ahead and tell me. 38 damage. Yeah. Did you roll your save on the poison? And I rolled my save, so everyone within five scores, I think, gets a plus five bonus to their save. Do you get okay. a... So, let me finish the monster's turn, please. The four... The four... Uh, four of the minions attack these uh, these copies, these mirror images of Ren. <coughs> Getting 42, 34, 33, and 32 versus Reflex. You have a big bonus for your defense. Your, yeah, you have plus two to your defenses. Um, what would it hit? All hit. Okay, wait, I've got a plus two. So Ren is going to. That'll give me a 31. Ren is going to cash in. Cash in. His. Uh, his. Uh, his, his, his resilience to, to Thunder and Lightning. And as an interrupt, he's going to then give himself a plus four to all his defenses, which will juice me up and only the 42 will hit nice. until nice. my next turn. Nice. So only the 42 hits. That's the first of them, which wipes out this mirror image. Done. So one of the mirror images gets torn apart by the magic missile, but the other three stand as Ren is unharmed, right? The damage doesn't get applied no. until your mirror images are wiped out. Yep. It's incredible. Yep. Um, that was four Don't of the minions. One of the minions attacks Colvin. Here's the attack against Colvin. 32 versus Reflex. Um, oh, yeah. It's good. With your bonuses? Yeah. Plus two to bonuses. Reflex is the low bar. Limbo. And uh, two of two more are going to attack Colvin, and this guy is going to reposition over here and attack you. So the statue does grant cover. So the first two, or the first one's you, and the second two are Colvin. This is Colvin, right? Do I have- Cover against any of these? Like, who's attacking me? Because there's definitely some guys over here that I could have cover from. Straight. Those two guys? Straight shot. Okay. This guy, then. Alright, here they are. That guy can't shoot. There you go. It's uh, Mrs. Hugh, 25 versus Reflex, 37 and 34 versus Coleman. Yeah. Each of those hits deals 14 force damage. Oh, you have a. 14 force damage. Okay. Are you bloody? back here. I am not. Wait. I am not bloodied. I am not bloodied. Now I'm bloodied. And okay, two well, more... You have a plus two to all your Two more of the minions step forward, shielding the more powerful ones somewhat, attacking at Q. Both of That's these right. guys, at least with some cover. We're going to call them both superior cover, which is what, minus five? I have superior cover from these guys? Yeah, I think so. I think it just be regular cover. We'll split the difference. It'll be a minus three. Okay. Yeesh. 28 so and a 24. Whatever rolls anyway, so they get yeah. close. So <laughs> not, not, neither one of them hit. All right, next up is Ren. Ren. <clears throat> Ren, as he sees Brandis drop, yells out, Brandis! As you see a chain drop from 
I just I have to interject. If I don't get a saving throw before my turn, I will take. I will go down to zero from now. I'm going damage. I'm exactly twenty hit points. Okay. Um, and when's your turn? My turn you is, next. It's you, Brandis, Hugh, and me. I can't. Yeah, I think I go before you. How do no, I, I go after you? How do I grant you again? I'm only for uh, you granted me a heal. heal check. And right then next it's my turn later. You guys are on the clock. Well, yeah, then I don't. Mm. Turn, turn, you unless, turn to this guy yeah. right up there. Okay, so. You're going to get your ass handed to you. No, I'm saying, unless hybrid. someone gives me a saving throw, I'm going to go down. Maybe. Someone okay. could, could grant a so, saving throw with a heal check. A heal check, yeah. yeah. I could, but. But I do I have, have to be right next to him? Yes. yes. Okay, so Ren's. standard. You see his. Uh, you see his head. images kind of blink a little bit as one of them gets wiped out, but this one then begins to move. As he's gonna move one, two, three, and go right next to. Right wait, where's Colvin? Near there, there. And I think you were within range of the Hydra. You might want to move back one. He can't though. Or uh, yeah, he, can go up, he can go up there. Yeah, right there. Right okay. There. Nice. Uh, so I've never actually done this. Do I have to roll or anything, or just yeah, ranch? Yes. Here? Yeah, you just roll a heal check. That has to be something pretty low. For a save, I think it's fifteen. Twenty-seven. Thanks. Or I rolled a 17, so. So, yeah. well, now he has I have a plus 5 to my next check. You have a plus 5 to your save because she saved her. So that was 19. Nice. That'll do it. Done so that done. was a move, and that's a standard. Standard to do that, yeah. Okay, so. Um, that's expensive. Nice. But a minor. But you're still safe because you have all those extra guys. Yeah. Or two of them. So then, Ren, as he was running, he's, he's very talented. As he was running, Talented Mr. he, uh, you still see the chain drop from his hands as he yells to Brandis and runs over to Coleman. And as he runs, he thro- he hurls the chain like the end of it, kind of like a whip. And it goes around some of the uh, heads of the Hydra. Like a couple of them. And he yanks on it hard as the electricity that he wields is channeled through the chain, doing a 41 versus yeah. reflex. Oh. 41 versus reflex will hit. Dealing... Exception. 28 lightning damage. And until the end of the encounter, I can do that as a free action once per round. So. Oh. Alright. That's a minor action attack. Nice. That's cool. That's a free action attack. Oh, very What? Cool. Once per nice. round, yeah. And, uh. Yeah, we're gonna. So that's. That's it. Oh! And, um. I also blew my team's. My action point on that one. So you guys get now. Plus three to attacks. Minions get plus three to attacks against me. Or, or enemies. Is that enemies. on top of the bonus from the tattoo, or is that over? Yes, yeah, it's Plus three is on top, yeah. It's All right, Ren's turn is done. Media reaction. Upon seeing the Hydra wince from the blow from Ren, oh, yes. Hugh takes an opportunity and sends an arrow along Let's with try. its way. Uh, nice roll, 17. Nice roll. That should definitely do it. Uh, that's another... 12 plus 15, so... Boom, boom, boom. Uh, not bad. 8 plus 9, 17 plus 15 is... 32? 32. Damage? Nice. Damage. So no, da- no attack roll? Or you attack roll? No, I rolled the attack roll. Got a 17. Natural. Gotcha. Alright. Next up is Coleman. Coleman just Wait, so battered by. Is anyone nearby? No. You are three squares away. Okay, done. It, it's marked to me. Coleman battered by 
Oh, yeah, actually, whatever. Um, uh, the force bolts of the many wizards that are slinging arcane spells on the battlefield kind of like swoons for a second, but uh, Ren kind of showing up at the perfect moment in one of his uh, kind of elemental images is able to magically uh, cleanse the, 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 uh, the venomous uh, effects of the Hydra. And as he stands tall again, he reaches within himself to unleash more burning rage at the Hydra who, who's, uh, who's cracked and, uh, and charred scales are beginning to kind of spread from the belly up into kind of its wings and down its tail. And you see kind of the underparts begin to kind of spark and even catch some fire from the magma that is, beginning, that is starting to be launched on its underbelly. It's all damage. <laughs> 12 damage? Yeah. Bam! I love it. 12 uh, damage. Love Four it. more right. for me. I forgot because I did the time before. Nice. Then, uh, uh, Colbin, you see him, uh... When this happens, head is removed. Great. Oh, okay. You describe it. Yeah, you describe it. <laughs> um, yeah, that's the thing. One of the heads, um, as the, as the, the, the launching magma and the kind of shooting flames, or sorry, shooting kind of, uh, hot gases come up, a particularly forceful jet comes and just like wind shears head entirely off from the base as uh, the as the uh, stump begins to cauterize. Um, and um, uh, Colbin, in his kind of his, his, his weakened state, you kind of see like earthen uh, earthen kind of pieces falling off him from like the battering force, which seems to be a, a weakness of his. Takes his his hand that begins to kind of dissolve in dirt, and he reaches. Literally, he reaches the hand within his own body, and you, you kind of see him kind of grasp some power source deep within him, and you feel, you feel kind of like a, a pulse that goes out, and uh, and kind of earth kind of sucks in under underneath his feet, reconstituting his body, and you see the same effect happen to Brandis. So, Brandis, spend a healing surge. He's, He's dead. dead. Oh yeah, you're dead. All right. I can spend a healing surge. You wait. Who? Where, how are you, how are you guys doing? <laughs> Sorry, I forgot. Heal, heal me. I'm right in front of a hydra. Well, I'm above bloodied. <laughs> you're above bloodied. You're getting it. Okay. <laughs> What's your full? Uh, like I saw that. You got a power that lets you're a dead person spend a healing surge. Awesome. Awesome. Oh, then I Ray. guess not. Go ahead. You can have it. Uh, I'll take it. Give it to you. Yeah. I, I, okay. Well, I was gonna give it to you because it also gets resists five to all damage for a turn. That would be nice. Do it then. Okay. Okay, so um, yeah, Aurora and and uh, and uh, Colbin benefit from the the pulsing uh, uh, the pulsing earthen energies. So I'm back up to full then. Hooray! Yeah. Any okay. close temporaries? All right. Then are you doing anything? Then uh, I have a bonus. Colbin taking advantage of the Hydra's weakened uh, and and uh, well, weakened state from Ren's attack. Delivers a crushing pyroclastic blow with his hammer. Let me roll this attack. Plus three. Uh, that's a straight one. That's unfortunate. Which unfortunately doesn't miss. It doesn't hit. Um, and he will shift Get out of there, yeah. again. That's move action. Out of out of range. Turn over. And it's blinded. Or hopefully out of time. And shifted blinded? Yes. Yep. By the light. Yes. Uh, Actually, yeah. is that like a effect still on the Hydra? Uh, it yeah. is until my turn. No, yeah, I just blew my. So he reupted. So it's now so until it's the end of Red's mind. next turn. Oh, nice. Yeah. I still got that plus two, and you get a plus three. So it's like a plus five. Having the keenest ears, it is Hugh, Hugh who hears the noise first. 
A battle cry with the volume and vigor of an avalanche from the tallest mountain peaks can be heard through the tree cover. In a moment, the battle cry is joined by a sort of buzzing, not unlike that of giant insect wings. Unable to see the source of the sound, your eyes glance instinctually to Brandis. For prior to this moment, he had the mightiest battle cry you had ever heard in this world. What you see is brittle, crumbling armor in the place where Brandis's body once lay. The parts of the body that you can see through the cracks in the armor have decomposed to nothing more than skeleton, as his body had been, as if his body had been lying there for centuries. Presently, a figure emerges from the tree cover flying 30 feet off the ground and approaching the battle quickly. It is Flyburn, and atop its back sits Brandis, Ushehi in hand, and armor dawn. <laughs> yes! The return of Brandis! Bam! Wow, Hundreds! Won't stay dead. Perhaps thousands of times before, Brandis has been slain and reborn. This time, however, for the first time in his long life, he knows what he is. He is an undying warrior, and to live and fight forever is his destiny. Dan, please load up the level 21 version of your character sheet. It's your turn. You have one hit point. <laughs> oh my gosh, I just got <laughs> real life use points. Yay. I'll put this screw over here for now. But I no longer need it. <laughs> You're beyond such things. Well then, dude, that was bad. As his first action, the minor action, Brandis uses his epic destiny, uh... 21st level feature of spending one healing surge to bring you back to my bloody value. Oh god. Of 84 hit points. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Holy hell. Brandis then Brandis is super takes a move action, swooping in low on Flyburn, then charges the blinded and soon to be dead. <laughs> I use my boots. Of the mighty charge, daily power, to use an encounter power, storm of blows. Get some. First attack. So this is uh, so. My... You have a plus, I believe, six two. right now from other six. sources. You have two from the team strike, one from Corey, and three from Ren. Plus plus six. Finish the fight. Is thirty-five minus one. Is thirty-four minus two. Is. Well, okay, uh, 45. <laughs> 45 will hit. Oh, God. My next attack. Uh, 45? Is a, is a 44. That'll hit. And I saw you say 30 there for a second, and you're like, oh, wait, now I'm back uh, there. It's 36 versus AC. That will also hit. <gasps> the first, can I borrow a D12? Uh, here's a D12, and here's a D12. Here's two. Take my D12. Right. <laughs> Brandis. Does 46, 45, and 37 damage. 128. Slow clap. 128. 128 damage. Yeah. All right. <laughs> what is the state of the It's now marked height? to you. It is now marked oh, to me. Oh, God. Once my again. stupid mark. Brandis I never comes in. <laughs> Normally... With a mount, with a, uh, an attack like this, he would sweep in and swoop around the retarded movements of Flyburn. Rose <laughs> <laughs> <Bumps> against <laughs> the Wyvern. And each coming in time, sweeping in 
with another blow from the sword. What is the state of the Hydra? The state of the Hydra looks stunned. I mean, if you've ever seen a monster, uh, you know, terrified, this is what it is. It has started to... It has started to sort of back off as you've just sliced every single one of its now parlay with it. six heads. Uh, it's not on five heads. Wait, it has no heads now? Five heads. Um, as it's just sliced every single one of them as blood is gushing freely from all of them. And you can see its body is barely able to stand as it's starting to wince back as it, you know, as if an animal cornered and frightened. Kill it. Action point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh! <clears throat> That was the action one. <laughs> he I'm kills everyone. Roll the one. No. Oh, well. Is that an auto miss? Yeah. Yeah. It's an auto miss. You, you use your cat's No, you used your action point. I used my action point to activate this, and where do you use the human? Uh, eh. Battle goes on. Brandis, boy, this is. It's reliable. This is my daily. Oh yeah. Which is reliable, Brandis? Then. Swipes one more time, which barely it, it cuts through huge amounts of flesh of the of the heads of the Hydra, but they are of necks and heads that have already been decapitated, so it's just <laughs> dead flesh. So he misses with his attack, but still has the attack. You were so surgical. Toppling finishes so damage. ready to you finish were, you the were fight. Too, you were too good. Hugh's turn. Hugh's turn. Finish the fight, Hugh. Uh, this Hydra. Somewhat shocked by the sudden return yeah. of uh. Uh, Brandis, uh, Hugh is encouraged and <laughs> lets <laughs> loose a barrage of arrows at we the Hydra. Die, guys. <laughs> this is a pretty good asset to have on your side. As he lets out a. Two pinning strike, not wanting to let the beast escape now that the tables have turned. And I think I've also I've got a plus six as well from this, don't I? I think so. You get yes. All the okay. Right? Cool. So that'll be thirty-seven. The first 37 hit. Thirty-seven will hit. And the second one is higher, and I had already hit it. Okay, so it's going to be good damage this time. I've got my D12s back. Give me my D12s. Cool. Bring in my brown pants. Boom. 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 Okay. From the two attacks, it will take, that's 11, 12, 17, plus an additional 30, is 47, plus an additional 8. Describe and kill. Uh, Hugh's initial goal was to uh, pin its legs, and so as it sends uh, arrows, but the thing's fairly built low to the ground, so as it's sort of going into its legs, it's also piercing its guts and innards, as it's finally... Its stomach just bursts, and its guts flow out onto the field as uh, all the energy animating the heads just sort of ceases, and the thing flops like a pile of limp spaghetti. Yeah, when it bursts, it it like literally bursts, and Aurora is like covered in blood now. It's like placenta. No, no, no. So many no. (laughs) Too late. Put Brandon's back on the side. All right, is that Hugh's whole turn? (laughs) Uh. Library. Kill the thing. Uh, he will also uh, move to this position. Uh, he takes damage from the fire, and then he will quarry um, this guy. 
That's his turn. We're kill this guy. Oh my gosh, I want to parlay with these guys. No, no, we're not freaking parlaying with these maniacs. And done. They, don't have, a, they have no brain. I think it's less parlay, more intimidating. At this point. You want, but we can't. Let, to, we can't let a rat know we're here. I want if, to if we have any chance. Well, he, he knows we're here. He sent them here. Yeah, I think well, that's why he they're could, here. Uh, I have a feeling it's... It could be, well, you know, someone's here. Is it a sort of a hive mind thing? Does Rath know what all of his yeah. people know? We don't Not know. in your experience. Not in his experience. Okay, good. Uh, the wizard... The wizard. ...unleashes another uh, burst as We're he steps uh, forward know, trying to... probably out. We have ...trying to, to get in range. Yeah, yeah Clefton's out. out. Yeah. As uh, he unleashes a burst here to hit Aurora and Colbin. Bring it as on. More He's still on the board. He just is essentially the sky. Oh, well, ineffective now. We'll okay, put it over it's here, just though. kind of distracting. Aurora is a 38 Wait, versus Reflex and uh, yes. 38 and a 36 versus Cold. Where is that center? Because that'll hit me you too. Oh, it, also me. Hits, uh, it also attacks one of Ren's things. Uh, so what's the damage there? 25 versus Reflex. Hey, nice. Miss. Good. I'm glad it misses you. The damage <laughs> is 18 fire damage and 5 ongoing fire damage. Step diamond. Uh, ongoing 5. So. There really are a lot of zones. I have to resist 5 so that doesn't this is actually kind of fun. I'm enjoying this. Eighteen. Four's not level. It appears yeah, so you, you have five less damage from that too. It appears as though there are no more wizards teleporting in, as they have all come here. Okay. The one powerful wizard is barely holding on. You can see that he has a huge gash and he's bleeding freely from it. Although he's ignoring it, as you've come to realize that these that these. Um, these Saves. wizards of Arath that you've been fighting are they just completely no mindless, and those that you capture alive, uh, those that you capture alive, always end up bleeding through, uh, bleeding through their eyes and mouth, un- unable to say anything, even if they wanted to. Uh, describe mopping up the rest of these guys for the remainder of the encounter is trivial. Or just let uh, we... Brandis kill them all. Uh, are we actually <laughs> killing them all, or do some of them escape? Oh, I'm, uh, okay. we killed them all. We, you, we got kill all of them. Unless they can teleport None away, them, they never run. They ne- remember, they're mindless fighters. Oh, okay. One guy's uh, bleeding openly and continuing to fight. On his next turn, uh, Hugh comes around the side of the pillar and sends just again another hail of arrows, um, just basically knocking the guy over, and he doesn't get back up again. And after that, it's fairly trivial to just pick off the other ones since they're not seasoned fighters at all, and our NPCs end up doing half the work for us. Uh, one of them charges at uh, one of Ren's copies, and as it does so, Ren takes control of that copy and immediately sends up an arcane force field, and as the uh, wizard runs into it, falls back on its back, as Ren then jumps on him and sends an electrical charge into his chest, uh, electrocuting him, and killing him. Colbin reaches down deep into the earth with a stone fist, which comes out next to one of the wizards, magnified 50 times, grabbing him with a, with a giant uh, fist before hammering him to death <laughs> on, the, on the hard ground. Uh, Aurora charges one of the uh, wizards who is still firing at her, and uh, as she does so, the spectral dragon shield uh, swoops forward, and as it's trying to bat this thing away, she brings up her hammer and cleaves its jaw right off, uh, killing it instantly. As two of them close in on the wounded but still alive shape of Keeper, they point their wands out as 
a battle cry and flurry of wings heard by as their arms are lopped off just below the shoulder and they are left to be on the ground writhing and bleed out. Ugh. <laughs> so grim. Well done. I'm dying cruelty. That's another one of your powers. <laughs> Excellent. What do you say? Ten second aside, that was awesome. Mm-hmm. I'm feeling that music track. Yeah. That works that worked for me. It's a good oh. track. That works for me. It's called Brandis. As the dust settles. Composed for Brandis. You see the dozens of bodies uh, all you know, all over the place that you have wiped out. All of you are in one piece, and when you glance over at where Brandis's body once lay, There's you no see skeleton there. no, not even a skeleton. Oh, you wow. see that as if thousands of years have it. have passed on this body, and what was once a brittle metal cracking apart has turned into nothing but dust being blown away in the wind as just nothing is left behind. Creepy. Ren walks up to Brandis and touches his leg and says, Fascinating. I've only... I've only read about this. This is amazing. Or says, What is it? Yeah, he's just confused. I'm like, How are you here? Brandis says, I still don't know the how or the why, but upon being finished off by apparently an old foe of mine, I felt my spirit instantly leave my body and rocket upwards away from this world as I could see the battle and the growing terrain around it push away from me. And eventually I pulled further and further out and was able to see not just this battle, but every one of my past battles and past lives that I've lived. I still don't have all the details and will probably be telling you I don't remember for a very long time. (laughs) We're used to it. But I could see um, the fight with Zaztan, with this Hydra, and many, many more stretching out away from me into nothing. Just as I saw, thought that I was... uh, would not be able to make out any more details, I came rushing back towards this world and found myself simply on on Flyvern, hurtling <laughs> towards this battle once again. That's different from before. Your muscles seem to have grown too. You seem a little bit tougher now. It says, I can't remember any time <laughs> that... For what that is. Remembering anything after something like this. Interesting. Do you think it was... I say I'd rather like it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, is a... Well, I'm glad you're okay, as opposed to being dead. Indeed. <laughs> Perhaps Ryan. that's not a problem you have to deal with. Me too. Guys? Yes? We don't have much time. Stoyla says, see, I guess. Stoyla looking at the machine that is continuing to send out these <clears throat> arcane pulses every... Um, you know, every 30 seconds or so, as you're looking at it, it says, it's going to send another signal in about 10 minutes. Uh, well, Hugh we're, shoulders we're here to his bow. Wrath, right? Uh, catch him, right? So we should hide. Hugh is about to go and start You have his no reason to believe thing. that he'd come here now until Dang. there's a planar alignment occurring, which is yeah. not for another uh, long time. We just know Death. the place that he knows. He was, like, about to start dismantling the thing, was walking towards it, and then he heard Aurora, like, look. He's now he's like, are we not dismantling this? Uh, Ren 
votes that we don't dismantle it because that only raises even if he doesn't know now, then he will know that something was up. And I mean, aside from the fact that a bunch of his guys went here and didn't come back, Heptos Heptos pipes in at that. He says we should make it look like these people fell to the fell to the Hydra. Hugh, you're before. our best natural damage forger. Corbin nods, and you see him begin to as the the molten rage subsides and kind of he has like cool bits of volcanic stone and obsidian now covering his body where like the 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 molten rock has kind of has uh you know kind of spent its fury hmm. and you see him kind of like wearily kind of going over to the the large area of the earth that has just been completely fissured and, and kind of torn by his rage and you see him kind of begin to slowly and carefully heal the patches of earth back to kind of uh, the, the condition it, it was in previously. So, before you do that too much, you only have ten minutes here to uh, to do this. Um, Stoyla says, says, I can tell, it's it doesn't get very accurate readings of who's around. They must have been able to tell that we were here, but it can't tell who we are, just that someone was here. Hapdos' plan will work. If we make it look like the Hydra killed them, they will not suspect that we have seen this place. Ren immediately says, "This machine is not designed to, uh, to to gather that sort of information. It is merely here to uh, to measure the planar alignment. The fact that it can tell if anyone is nearby is sort of a, a side effect, if you will. It reads the arcane signature that is on all of us." At that, Ren says, "I'm useless in moving bodies," and he immediately. Begins. So you have one round to accomplish this. You need ten. Ten successes in one round, five checks. Medium counts as one success, a hard counts as two successes. For every success that you are short, when it is over, you will each lose a healing surge for the day. Next. What counts it as a success again? Say that again. Medium. Medium. And a hard counts as hard. Which I believe... So if every one of us gets the hard... Four. Medium's 24. Yeah. For you have not had even What's your five minutes hard? to rest. You are still... Three. You are still sore from battle. You are still... Um, I mean, you're still bloody and have some wounds. But there is not even enough time to sit and patch up your wounds. You've got to... Uh, you've got to use all of your... Uh, all of your effort that you have left to do this and get out of here before it sends off another signal. Otherwise... Your presence here will be given away. You will be able to do this. How well you roll will determine how strenuous it is on your bodies to just push it past its limits. Uh, Hugh suggests we drag the bodies around the corpse of the Hydra because it doesn't make much sense having them scattered around dead. So the strategy of what you do is completely up to the flavor. Who's going first? Uh, Hugh goes first. He starts... um, He tells the others, start dragging (laughs) the bodies towards the Hydra uh, I'm going to try and cover the track so it doesn't look like they died where they stood. And, and he begins right. going around uh, adjusting <laughs> the terrain so that uh, it doesn't. the story is painted the way they would like to be painted. Like I, one by is that nature or perception for... That's adjusting tracks. Uh, tracks. It's whatever you want to do. Remember, this is, this is just an abstract. Yeah. This is a skill challenge. So if you want, if you're rolling nature, you're rolling nature. Uh, he's rolling nature. What's the DC? Uh, does not do that well. He doesn't hit the medium. He gets 20. He doesn't hit medium? No. He gets 20 total. Alright. Alas. So, I mean, he was able to do this, but it's just taking him... Uh, he dropped. He was unconscious a few moments ago. <laughs> he was very, very <laughs> tired. Uh, Brandis. He's running on adrenaline. Who also dropped. 
but in a different way. Returned. He specializes in dropping. He sees people moving bodies. He sees that's something for a little people to do. He gets to work about moving the Hydra. <laughs> Endurance check. Ooh. It's a 31. Can't add anything? Uh, Man, he's no. So, uh, beats the medium DC. So we get one success. But, uh, and Brannis, yeah, just uh, spends the entire ten minutes just trying to move, sometimes one severed head at a time, the uh, corpse of the Hydra into a uh, More epic believable position. battle position. Alright. One success. Colburn, as I mentioned before, begins to kind of heal the, the rent earth and kind of like, whatever, remove the flame, uh, the flame scars of the summoned kind of molten elements that he, he brought about during the combat. You see kind of like the, uh, the cracks literally begin to kind of fold up and like even, even kind of like fresh kind of topsoil will come over and, and uh, so a few small plants into immediately take hold in these, uh, in these uh, damaged areas as the earth responds to, uh, to Colbin's will. So, that's huge. That's going to be 38. No, 48. Forty-eight. <laughs> yeah. Four hundred six. Uh, so that's a hard. Wait. So, what are the? I need my uh, my screen. Oh, it's seventeen twenty-four I, thirty-three. That's what it was the last time. My skills are a little bit lower. It's forty-six. Forty-six. You beat the hard by uh, ten, so it counts as three successes. Boom. I accept. I rolled a nineteen. Nice job. Um, Colbin. Yeah, as you see, as as Colbin begins to kind of heal the earth. The Earth knows best how it how it how it would prefer being, and, and drawing energy out of Colbin's body um, begins to not only kind of like uh, kind of undo the the flame scarred areas, but it begins to kind of like draw inside it like some of the some of like the body parts and corpses. It just begins to kind of consume those those foreign elements around it and kind of restore the the kind of the natural ecology of the area and uh, kind of does an extra amount of. Uh, of benefit in terms of cleaning the area and, and cleansing the battle. Do you think a rat's going to recognize the statue? If he is, he'll be glad. He's like, got him. <laughs> Boom. Um, One less. I think he's too distracted. All right, you guys have achieved okay. four successes. Um, Aurora is going to fall back on some older skills of just working with stone and having that kind of natural tendency and works to make sure that the environment fits that particular kind of fight, you know, claws and stuff like that. No, there there are problems with it. There are rends of fire has seared some of the particular pillars and bits of rubble, and so she's going to try to, you know, chip around them and kind of make it look like those weren't really there and make make it consistent with... uh, something that would be more like what they want it to look like. Alright. And she's using engineering for that? Yeah. Uh, she gets a 27. Or 28. 28. That that's is medium. medium. Do you see? So that's medium. So we did it. That's 5. We need to get 10. Another success? No, you succeed no matter what. It's yeah. just how many searches you lose. Yeah. It's, so how, it's how hard you're having to push yourself to yeah. accomplish it. So that's 5. That's 5. So, <clears throat> Ren, when everybody starts moving bodies, says... Says, uh, I'm too small to move these bodies. I have to do. I, I'm going to go around and and, and blot out all of the arcane uh, magics and signatures that are here. Ooh, He's idea. totally bluffing though. 
because he's got unseen servants. He's a pretty tough guy. He could find ways to move bodies, but he just he'd didn't want to deal with that. Uh, so okay. He's lazy? He's lazy. So he goes along and kind of just blots out. So we're going to use a block check. All right. <laughs> 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 oh, my God. So that's going to be... I'll buy that for a dollar. 27. This is really important. 27, that is that's, one. That's medium. Six. That is one more success for getting a medium. Is there that's one more six. Uh, Yes, it's right next to Hepto. Oh, thank you. Okay. Four surges. So with nine minutes through, no. uh, Stoila says, all right, we've got to go now or it's going to send a reading. And she just starts bolting. Colbin. Boom, boom. Hup. And uh, and having set the scene, looking back at your handiwork, it is just the perfect sight of uh, a bunch of wizards teleporting in and a hydra just tearing them apart. I mean, that thing was really nasty. These guys could not have killed it. Uh, you know, kind of had to make it look like a little bit of a weaker hydra. Yeah. <laughs> Take one of its heads and hide it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Throw that down the molten tube. <laughs> and, uh, but it's it looks like, like this big <laughs> fight looks like the Hydra had finished them all off and then the Hydra had succumbed, succumbed, to, its had succumbed to its wounds and and had fallen after the after the wizards were killed. And as you're running you can feel the last pulse and then the noise of the signal being sent up again. And as you are going very far away from this place, you can hew, only hew, can just barely hear the sounds of more wizards teleporting in, presumably to take a look at the scene here. See what happened? I'm in the bathroom. Hang on. Ren's so, riding uh, Tenebrae right now, by the way. Getting yeah. seven successes? Six successes. Six. Six successes. You had five. Right, you had four. I failed. Five, you got one. Six. You got three. So it's yeah. four and then two. Five, so yes. Yeah, so that'll be four surges lost. From each. Oh, each. 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 Each, How much do you have player? normally? I, I told you well, guys. Yeah, that's crushing. I knew it was each. Wait, for each? That's, that's what I said. Brutal. How many surges do you have normally? Uh, Twelve. Seven. Ten. That's a lot. So take two each. Okay. I whooped the mechanics out of my ass. I didn't remember how many to start with. So <laughs> I was like, holy hell. That's why I was like, God. Left. So there's two each. each. Like, you can, uh, you can shift those around. Whoa. You can shift those around for whoever kind of put the extra effort in to make up for someone else what? who was just too tired yeah. to do it. So it's basically a total of ten surges lost. Um, Wait, was that supposed so to be a dig at me? Shift, shift them around. <laughs> You're the one who chose bluff, man. No one made you do that. <laughs> so whoever, you know, didn't help as much. <laughs> whoever lied. I'll take all these. I'll just I'll take my two. Four. We can adjust them later. I'll use four because I only used one surge that whole fight. Well then, someone doesn't take two, or two people only take one. I can, I can take the two that I took. If I take two, then I'm down to four out of seven, which is probably okay because I don't go through surges that much. I still have eight. I still need to heal. And I'm still pretty full on health. I'm at ninety of one fourteen. <laughs> well, I, I took I took two extra. Whoever you wants. take two extra, I'll take one less. I'll take one. Okay. Wait, how many surges do you have now? I have plenty, but. He's offering to take a uh, certain. You, yeah, you take it. You probably need more. Yeah, you take yeah, it. Yeah, take it. Take it. Okay. So you take one so left. You're sitting here with four left trying to argue that you should actually take them. You definitely shouldn't. Four is not very many. Yeah. Yeah, four is really not. I think I start with 12. We have three more combats to do today. I start with 12. Don't, don't you start the day with fewer because you currently are doing that like teleportation? That counts trick. as another encounter. You've hit a milestone. Oh, sweet. Oh, 
I accept. I accept. Skill challenges where healing surges are at stake Plus typically count nine. as an encounter. Uh, Does we get another action point as well? Oh, yeah, yeah. So, so it does! Oh, I never got to use my action point. Two. Two action points. Fourteen. You guys figured thing. out your surges thing? Yes. I believe it was figured. I remember, four, um, plus 14 for healing surges. To can use. we take five minutes? Get some post-combat healing? Yeah, take five. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, five. you've gotten away from the scene. You've made it back to Cormier. Because um, you were outside the... You were at the outskirts of Cormier, if you remember, um, from last time. We were at the outskirts of Cormier. Cormier. And now you are in... Is a big city. Cormier. It's a big country. Well... What, what's the capital of Cormier? Um, Are we there? Yeah. What is it? What's your average healing bonus thing? Oh, Plus 14. You know Plus so 14. I'm fully healed, but I now I have four healing surges left. Suzelle, so, I think, is the capital. I didn't realize how low I was. Whatever. It's fine. It? Four is something. You can it's have one of yours back. No. I mean, we'll, we'll just do it after the next encounter. I'm not going to need more than four for the next encounter. I don't need yeah. to take any healing right now. Okay. Getting back into the city, the capital of Cormier. Is it Suzelle? We could look it up that's on map. That's where Suzelle comes from. It is. Anyway. Um, Which is Purple Dragon. So the... You get back into the city. It's not long before the um, Dragonborn ah. who had spoken to you through the... Uh, through the amulet that Aurora had uh, set up, is there and sees you come in, and he eagerly approaches Aurora and he says, uh, "He says you have re- uh, you have returned safely. I'm glad to see that. Thank you." He says, "Do you need our assistance more? We should return to the temple and discuss uh, and discuss discuss if we need your help more." Yes. Do we need his help more? We always uh, need help. We're fighting a rat. Well, you are now leaving this. Uh, Stoyla says, "Well, yeah, we need him to keep an eye on the on the uh, the spot." That's true. That's not going away. Then there's no more discussion to be had. We must continue looking at uh, possible incursions on that location, as you were. He says, "Okay." Uh, do you want to give any more details about uh, what they're looking for? Because there are guys there uh, right she now. Gives, she gives a description of the particular kinds of wizards that they have encountered there. Dude, I kind of want to go to the Temple of Bahamut. Yeah, what, 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 sure, what do you we wel- want to... Oh, you're welcome to come to the Temple of Bahamut. Yeah. Oh, you're welcome. So let's go. What, what, is, your, what is your plan here with the uh, with this location that you have found now? Ambush. I think we may, just so we know what's going on, may want to leave a speaking stone or some form of... Really solid communication. We need, with, we need a monitor. We need I don't like the idea out. of being down a speaking stone. I wouldn't be opposed to making another one, though. We can make those. Yeah. They're sure. magical items. Ryan can make those. I suppose so. so we can't yeah, any. We, so we established a lot of alarms in other locations last yes. session. So if we could that was how we were. Well, no, we didn't know. There was an alarm set up. It was this guy, right? It's yeah, the alarms. help of these guys. So they, they, they were it. Okay. Yeah. So that was hell useful. Having continuing to have some sort of monitoring of these. Well, what is your ongoing plan with this particular location that appears to be the place that uh, Arath has uh, set up 
to uh, you can tell by the instrument it well, will be able to inform them when planar alignment has occurred. Yeah, oh, his gotcha. whole idea because I don't think we knew now I understand. if Arath even knew where these points of location were, so he was probably looking for them does. where we knew where they all already were. And none of the other places have shown any sign of anyone showing up. So uh, basically, we know Arath is going to be here, and when we know when the, when the planes Mostly. align. Yeah. He doesn't know when, but we know when. So we let's. Do we just kind of want to? We could well, fortify the place. Like, let's, like no, let's build a fort there. And no, we could. Thing is, it's populated with guys now, and just as we know, if we wipe these guys out, more guys are going to pop. Like we don't want. Them to and if you go there to build a fort, it'll see you there, and more guys will come in. Yeah, that's true. Here's a thought: if we want to really make this kind of the last time we deal with a wrath, you know, really, <clears> you know, cut off the problem now. Which we have to, because if he gets back to his realm, we can't really fight him there. Uh, we should raise an army. The, the Cormier is a huge city. Uh, I have pretty much the entire Bahamut uh, temple at my disposal. Why not do that and have a huge complement of our own to face him? Um, and then have that army prepared <laughs> for the planner alignment? Yeah. Yeah. My I think only problem with that train is... Train them, recruit them. Could we do that uh, under the guise of someone besides ourselves? Yes, definitely. How would we... It's going to be hard to sell well, we definitely could do that. secrecy that we're sort of under. Benefits... We don't need to tell them why. Well, the benefits are we could definitely... I would definitely lend us a lot of strength to battle Arath when the time comes. Um, I don't know how strong he's going to be when he gets here. I think... I don't want to take a risk, considering what he did last time. Right. He's taking over a lot of cities, though. Like, uh, how strong an army do you think we could raise? Anything would be more useful than nothing. Ren, I agree with some added force. You've seen from your travels that the uh, the Temple of Bahamut uh, practically bows to Aurora, um, being a uh, justiciar yeah. of Bahamut. She's extremely honored there. Um, certainly, if you were to ask, and I've for got help, the champions code. Yeah, certainly, if you're asked for help Everybody among those recognized. followers, um, a reason would not need to be given. Amazing. I mean, ideally, we're going to have to make because I was in the impression we're going to have to disable the throne a moment on if we're going to face a wrath, and we're likely to face it while we're doing for. that. That's what the orb is for. But we have to use I think we have to use it on the, the throne, throne yeah. which we think the throne is at the academy. He's used. The, he's probably used the throne. Without being there, it he is has extremely other... well. It's extremely clear that he has used the power of the throne without sitting on it. Yeah, yes. he is used a... it to activate the crown. Yeah. So, clear. is the idea that we're trying to get to the academy, hopefully, when he's well elsewhere? Since we know exactly when this device <clears throat> is going to find out that the plans are aligned, why can't we destroy it in some timely way before it can indicate that? Like a day before. Well, he knows. Willis says, as soon as it is destroyed, it will. Uh, they will know, for it reports in every fifteen minutes. His, you could sabotage it, tell them the wrong time. Ooh. Mm. We could lure him there. We could say it's right now, and then we'll know exactly when he's going to show up and ambush him. Or use that as a time that he's not there, and go to the academy and disrupt the throne. Or tell him that it's basically let him oversleep. Miss the hall together. I mean, if we can make a miss, like it, it already game happened. over. Yeah, I think if that happens, I like that, but I think that if it says, "Hey, it was last week," he'll be like, he'll investigate. No, no, no. Basically, make it so that it doesn't tell him the thing happens and it doesn't yeah. indicate oh. that it went off. Oh, just so the time passes. 
And he doesn't know. Stoyla is totally interested in all these ideas because, you know, magic yeah. items and tinkering with things, that's her bag. Can you do she that? Says, she says, well, man, with it reporting in every 15 minutes, that's how much we've got, that's how much time we've got to get there, change it, and get out before it reports in. Coleman says, can you build another I'm one? sure if it misses a report, we saw how quickly uh, they reacted when, uh, when it detected the Hydra and us. We don't need to do it in just 15 minutes. If you can, in 15 minutes... Uh, forge a signal from it, and then buy us more time. Well, yeah, that's so. It still have to stop it. To do it in fifteen minutes. Well, yes. As soon as I approach, it knows I'm there. That well, I mean, that might be easier. Coleman asks, "Can you build another one and start that set heading signals, and we'll just crush this one?" She says, "I would still need access to it to be able to tell where it's sending a signal to. This place that it goes to." It's extremely difficult to uh, to get there. But you're saying it's possible within 15 minutes to do this? I'm saying it's possible, period. The 15-minute part, I don't know. <sighs> what if you did multiple trips, like... You don't know. Show so up, you shouldn't even try? investigate it. You I didn't say that. leave before it sends So that's a coward's out. answer. Well, a coward's answer is indistinct. Ren, I want a Ren, yes or no. Ren takes Stoyle aside an and says... before the knowledge is known is Ren takes Stoyle aside and says, Hey, hold on a second. Being a magic person myself, I have to kind of take Stoyle aside here and say, Yeah, it can be done, but the whole... It's tricky, though, because you've only got 15 minutes. So that means we have, like... It goes off, five minutes to fly in... Check it out for five minutes, which is not very much time to investigate something so powerful. And then five minutes to get out and wait. And then five minutes to fly in again. I mean, it would take potentially days and days of this little incremental one at a time. What kind of rituals do you have? Um, It would be tough. Colbin asks, how long is the planar alignment? Is it like an oh, hour? Is it, uh, uh, ten minutes? It is a it is a thing that happens over the course. Is it of, like an eclipse? Or yeah, Heptos Heptos knows, and he yeah. says it is a thing that happens uh, over the course. It is much like an eclipse. The, there is an exact moment in time at which it is most overlapped, but most likely the period of time during which the ritual to activate the crown uh, is longer than that. He says. Perhaps Kala would have this information, but it is it is unclear. It is most likely that he will arrive early and begin setting up for the ritual, and uh, only the bearer of the crown will know for sure how long. So I, I think we're a little bit confused as to what the orb is doing for us. The orb in you this have constant, in this context. The orb will, in a large area, cut off the power of the throne. I guess my question okay. is, oh, do we know if we could use it? Yeah. The throne does not have to be in the radius of it, the thing. It makes like, it, I mean, it makes like a bubble around us that makes it so he can't contact the throne through. Oh, yeah. I was thinking it's it was not that he can't contact the throne. It, it, it's designed to be power, for the yeah. throne to be in it because, as far as anyone knows, the only way to use the throne is to be sitting in it. You have uh, your own experience, yeah. firsthand experience that he has figured out a way to do that. The, even the people of Deep Amaskar uh, did not understand this and doesn't, don't think it's possible. They assumed that you just couldn't see the throne. Maybe he was flying around and it was on him, but he made it invisible. I mean, they had all sorts of theories of things that it could be. Yeah. Um, so it sure the... seemed to you like it wasn't out there. Yeah. And you've seen him in other places and doing other things. And Red would have picked up on an artifact in the area if it really was yeah, there. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. but they basically yeah. don't believe you because yeah. they basically say that's how the throne works. It can't be done any other way. Yeah. Probably um, tell. So the more powerful however, the device is, the more difficult it is to detect. there was some way, if there was some way to be separated from the throne, 
this orb that you have that cuts off access to the throne would still function, they assured you, for the way it works is to, uh, it is, creates an anti-magic zone that is attuned to the specific slightly different frequency that the, that the arcane weave yes. is channeled through the throne, for the, the throne sort of modifies the arcane signature, it's the way it works, and that they have created this anti-magic zone to prevent that. So... The orb is going to be used when we square off with the rat. Yeah. No doubt. So, do we have any reason, if we can lure a wrath out and keep him out for somehow, do we have any reason to actually go to the academy? I suppose not, if we were able to, I mean, we don't if we said this is where we're going to fight him, and we oh, could okay. overcome him here... I mean, destroying a wrath, he says, uh, would certainly... And the danger. Oh, yes, but what I mean is, originally I was thinking, oh, we should lure him out and then get to the academy and use the orb on the throne. But the thing is, the, the, the orb, orb is more to cut him off yeah, from the throne. Yeah, so it needs to be used. Which gives us a fighting lab. chance. So is the idea at this point, basically, we know... This could be it here. I mean, we could know when he's going to be here and we could fight him here. I mean, if the orb works here, this could be it. The right, final showdown. Right now we have a lot of advantages if we if we play it right. How, how long does the effect of the orb last? For some time, I believed. We, like, a brief... A, longer than an encounter? It's a one-time use. I think it was like a one-time use, but it'll last, you know, an encounter. Well, my sure. thing is, will it last the length of the planer? Yeah. Uh, no, it'll probably last like an hour. Well, then we need to attack him. <laughs> yeah, we need to when attack him. <laughs> Yeah, as the planar alignment starts, because if he can just retreat and then come that's, back yeah. in full strength, that's a problem. Then that's you're done. my fear. Is that so? Basically, we attack him. We need to end it. You know, we have to wait till there's there a point of and, no return, basically. With, this, with the aside from the delayed alarm clock idea, if we go there and fiddle like with it. Idea. He has infinite resources and infinite people, essentially yeah. compared to us. Mm-hmm. So we go in there, we wire up out everyone. He just sends another wave. Um... He still does not know we're here yet. If we go in and sabotage it somehow, we can we can change things that way. But it still sounds like we're aiming towards. Well, what the if plan- we the planar alignment if, isn't for? What if we? A while. What if we, what if we spread a plague land here and just fuck up the entire weave like <laughs> like a mile <laughs> no. around here? That would be That's amazing. He's idea. joking. He's joking. We are not creating a plague land. Coleman says, at this, uh, Ren's scalp starts to burn a little That's bit. A Create a plague idea. land to save the world. That's not a bad trade. The ends justify the means, do they, Hugh? Uh, sometimes. In this situation. And who decides that? Uh, Ren says... Us, we do. Ren yes, says, they justify the means. Ren says, wow, they're speaking my language now. Frida, <laughs> who's got a, Frida? a, a rolled Stoyla. up... Stoyla. who's got a rolled up, uh, a rolled up mat of uh, finger bones that she uses to portal through, uh, most likely not would not object. She says, that... She she seems intrigued by the idea and says, "I'm not completely sure that a plague lands would stop the ritual from being able to happen." He says, "We could just try it." It's yeah. a terrible idea. <laughs> We're not trying. Surely it. it would make it impossible for him to take readings. She she says, "I don't." Uh, the, no. the the readings is just the measuring fear, the uh, the alignment. I mean, the, reading, the information would still be there. Just, he says, it, this is not a magical device. It does not. It, it does not function with some sort of like actual mm-hmm. kind of like dependence on arcane 
He says, I know very little, but it Oregon would seem that increasingly it's, it's, loud and just continues saying, no, we are not doing this. Colman's talking to all the other people who are paying attention <laughs> to this idea. I think this... Doily just turns to Aurora and says, surely with the resources at his disposal, he could just build a new one that would function in the Plaguelands. That's true. Ren says, and who's to say that this, uh, that this device... It's okay. Ren says, and who's to say that this device that's, uh, specially tuned to detect the planar uh, alignments, it may be operating on a different frequency than is, you know, than is affected on, in Plaguelands. You don't know. Well, if we are going to have the final showdown here, an army's not a bad idea, then. Thank you. Ren pipes up and says, uh, Speaking of armies, um, he says, We've seen just how many people Arath has, and they're fairly, I mean, they're kind of pushovers. Uh, at the same time, Arath himself is holy crap powerful. I mean, he just blinked Not us out. Not even formidable. Um, Way more than that. <laughs> I have new word. Ren says I Super yeah, holy crap powerful I like that one. Uh, Ren says uh, I have holy crap taken out my share of people that probably didn't deserve to be taken out in my life. Um, I kind of feel bad about that sometimes. Colvin and I would that you killed. And I would feel really bad if we just went around the town and said, "Hey, uh, we're gonna go. We're drumming up an army. You guys want to come help fight a wrath? Because those people would probably just get slaughtered. Any so if we, any Bahamut paladin would gladly lay down their lives for this cause. Okay, but any they, Bahamut paladin is a little is a step above the shopkeeper at the local fish mart. I never said anything about a shopkeeper. Well, 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 how much are we raising telling, an army? Raising an army, raising just, an army. doesn't just mean getting one temple of Bahamut. Guys. Well, we're it not means, drafting hey, the entire nation of Cormier. Wow. And how much are we telling the people that are joining us on? I think we need I, to be upfront about the danger, but not necessarily we've the got a exact specifics. Yeah. I think so. Like, I'm Ren, fine with that. Anyone who would come along for that is someone worth having by our side. You guys okay, but down on the wait. crazy people in Underdark. They were crazy. That's who we're going to get if we don't want a suicide mission. Ren, <laughs> Ren, Ren, Ren tries to remind everybody that we're trying to stay a little low key as well. And yes, we can pretend like it's not us that's raising this army, but if we get an army, you try holding a secret between, like, five people, you get an army, and Arath's gonna find out. Even if he doesn't know it's us, he'll still know that there's an army forming to stop, to stop him, or to stop the planar alignment, or to stop someone from using the crown. We don't have and to say any of those things. Well, what do you say? Hey, we want to start an army. You want to join? What are you going to? You do know you that, as something. I said, that the followers of Bahamut would gladly follow Rome. Yes, without the followers of Bahamut would. So that's of what I'm. I, that's what I'm getting at. Is I think that if we got a hundreds of thousands, tens of thousands, if we got we're a, extremely popular. If we got an elite source thing. of oh, yeah. people to back us, um, I think that would be far more effective than just getting lots and lots of. People that will probably just end up marching off to their death. Yes, the people, the followers of Bahamut would gladly lay down their lives, but I would feel bad sending them in. So, I think having a smaller force of tougher people will prove better than having 
or at least that would sit better on my conscience. You don't, than you're talking about the stealth cons. aspect, right? Like the. I originally like, was thinking that as well when we were talking about invading the academy, but uh, if we're having a pitched battle out here, I'm not I saying mean, five people. I mean, I'm not saying like, hey, let's go find five really cool people. I mean, get you already got. Get, Five. Yeah, I want go to get a hundred, get two hundred. But I think like raising an army Colin of like Stola, ten thousand people is going to be a little. Colin Astoyla says, "How strong is Arath? We literally do not have any idea how strong he is at his at his Holy crap, at his no. school, and he's and he wants to know what she knows of, of his resources that are left at the academy. Yeah, she she numbers. Says, you've you've seen his uh, the the count at the academy is." Uncountable, innumerable, innumerable. The the the, the said so the reason I escaped from there was so much all of Skyclay, and she just goes on, she says a lot. It it doesn't. Did you ever encounter a wrath, or did you never actually come in contact with him? I never saw the man, but from the stories you tell, he activated the crown of Agma, which, uh, as you as you seem to be sure of, should be impossible. The amount of arcane. Uh, the amount of arcane power necessary to do that, and of him, how powerful he is, it almost it almost killed him activating it. Ren says, says. Ren says, speaking of the crown of Ogma and the way things work, let's not forget that he can draw power from other people around him and use that to his That's advantage too. Throne. Only if he has access to the throne, which you have an orb. The orb counters. Uh-huh. I, the only thing, right. I mean, Cohen is kind of. I retract my statement. He's overwhelmed by like the odds of it all. He says. 10,000, 20,000, I mean, if this is the end-all and be-all of his ascension to power, why wouldn't he come with everyone? Yeah. That's, yeah. The thing is, even take them out of the equation, here's my thing, so there's huge good. numbers aside, even take them out of the equation, the orb stops him from using the crown, so he's not going to come in and zap us again and put us into someone else's past who He'll kill us. Well, it also, um, it also says it does his... seem logical that he would not hold back during this ritual. Once yeah. it is activated, but he's arrogant. He will be. And he he will be omnipotent. There. But we use this the, is, it's everything to him. Let's say we use the orb and and cut his power off. What's going to stop him from just going? Okay, I'm just going to come back when I can use the the power of the throne. Because again. because we'd be doing it at the moment of planar alignment, which would. No, but Hopefully, I'm, cut him off. It, he's at no, it last the whole it, it lasts like an hour, and the alignment's like an hour. Oh. So it's like. The... So, I mean, it seems like I have to trap him somewhere. The, uh, in that case, no. it does seem like it would last that period. <laughs> okay, so oh, perhaps. Oh, okay. What he says, I believe more? that the orb will last long enough that, that we, could, uh, we could disrupt the ritual. He couldn't just. So we can at least go take an hour nap and then come back. I thought he's like, all right, I'm gonna come back till it cools off. <laughs> yeah, you like teleport <laughs> back. Oh damn, it's zone. Boom, I'll just leave. Yeah, go get catch you punks later. Um, no. So, well, so, so one thing we still have to then use the orb at the beginning of the planner alignment. No doubt. Um, he's still got all those guys, but if we like, used it here, he wouldn't be able to use the power of the throne. He wouldn't activate the crown on the planner alignment. What he can activate the crown without the throne. You yeah. do know that. Anyone yeah. can activate the crown given the right circumstances, which is what is coming up. Yeah. So... Anyone can unlock the crown, basically. Oh, okay. It can't be used until it's unlocked, which is what this whole ritual... It seems like... The alignment, all of that. The solution that we need is something that kind of, like, has him avoid this whole eclipse circumstance altogether. Because if he's there, and the eclipse is going on, crown, he's and plus will have everyone there, and, like... 
it sounds like there's no way we could raise an army, yeah. and people even have qualms about the kind of people we would have fight. <laughs> and if he knows that we're trying to raise an army, he'll just come crush us first. To, to, I don't know about the army. Just to put it out there, um, whether or not we raise an army of fishmongers and bakers, um, <laughs> I think the five we, companies. I or think whatever. we should definitely make use of the Paladins of Bahamut because no. if they're willing to do to help out. With no questions asked, we should not be turning that down because we're at the temple right now okay, talking about that. Yes. So the bottom line is the paladins are willing to help. They are powerful. They are not. Uh, they are not people that will be blown over in a fight. Totally. There doesn't seem to be any reason not to use them. Yeah. Aside from the stealth thing, I like. I like going and getting the paladins because they're fairly tough. I also like what Colin just brought up, and that is potentially hitting up the aid of the five companies. I mean. Do you ass. think they would even? They wouldn't do it except for money. I think so. We that have to. We have. <laughs> I think we have We're to. Rich. Should we purchase them? I think that. I mean, they we also have the potential kings and stewards of a kingdom Old that Garth. are backing us. Gypsy queen. So there was like a hundred gypsies. I don't know really what that entails. If but it's money, like I'm us. sure we could. We could dig that Should up, but that money. might be an interesting. I don't know. Personally, I'm not opposed to fishmongers if it comes down to it, because the fishmongers' lives are on the line, and why not give them an They'll opportunity die anyway. to fight? To defend life, liberty, and land. So this discussion could go around in circles for hours and hours yes. and hours, and, and, they and do. to extrapolate, and it does, and it does uh, for you know for hours, hours you hours. discuss the pros and cons of you know hiring a big army that might be more visible. Wrath could come and. Uh, could catch wind of it and destroy it well before the planar alignment where you'd have no way to stop him without the uh, you'd have to activate the orb then and then you wouldn't have it for during the alignment uh, hmm. you, you, yeah, only a small company of people may not be enough to overcome the force there many different ways to go but then finally you come to a decision which is what uh, I mean paladins I yes said, let's go talk to the paladins right now for go from there that's not a decision speaking to the paladins <laughs> They follow Aurora, uh, you know, as you know that they the uh, a Justiciar is not to be not, not, not to be questioned the reasons for a Justiciar serves Bahamut more loyally and uh, with a more you know seriousness, <laughs> whereas uh, many would be the ones to they'd have to bring the the injustice that they find to the temple to make a decision about what should be done. The justice years are the ones they that... They make the decisions. They make the decisions there on the spot, and that uh, carries a lot of authority with it. And so, so does a speaking with Speaking with the, t- the Temple of Bahamut, they, uh, they formulate a plan that they can send a message out to the other temples to send the strongest warriors, those that uh, would be most capable in a fight, discreetly to come here and prepare for the uh, prepare for some sort of coming battle, which more details will be given in the future, as uh, as they do and details begin sending coming. out the messages. What else are you guys doing? I feel like we need to take advantage of the fact that we destroyed the Planet Observatory. We went through a whole lot of work to prevent him from gaining access to the knowledge, and if we don't take advantage of this machine somehow, it feels like he just knows when and where it's going to happen yeah. anyways, and we've gained nothing from that whole venture. It's like so well, like... the idea before was that uh, what you have gained is that he would have known all the locations, and he would have been able to set up simultaneously at all these places. So your okay. main benefit now is it would appear you still do have watchers on the other things, and if, it, if that changes, you will know because you've got other members of the Temple of Bahamut watching all the other locations. But 
it would appear that this is the only location that he is aware of and is set up at. Okay. And uh, and your main benefit that you have gained is now basically having him locked at a location. Okay. He will have to come I here. I thought it was just one location for it in the first place. Oh no no! Like... It it this ritual could be done at any of these places. There are, there are okay. a dozen throughout uh, Faerun that it could be done at. But finding the them time, or... finding them is nearly impossible. And the fact that he's even found one is uh, is a testament to the amount of power he wields through this throne. Great man. Um, Great evil. You know, using Bad. all the collected uh, gotcha. knowledge, arcane arcane weave that he can access, he was able to find this one location, and it took months. You know. That's understand. Okay, that makes more sense. I can see that advantage now. We um, should right. consult the head of fate. The oracle. Kalar. Uh. We should That's what I said. We should get Kalar back. Yeah. That's totally true. Yeah. This world. I say, I think that our first step to prepare for this is to... Give me our, our crown Clefin, specialist. Clefin back to uh, Olgarth and Kalar. This is nearby Corbin, and right? And Daemon. I mean, we, we came Daemon. here. This is the border of we've, where we were we've going. We've actually finally kind of gotten ourselves some uh, some breathing room. We know when Arath is going to be here. Now, we can prepare for that and we do the other stuff and we mess up his alarm clock, but for now... He's just waiting until this thing tells him to come here. If I'm not mistaken, wasn't yes. this part of right. coming here was because this was near where we were supposed to be for Daemon as well? No, she, no. this was just one of the this locations. Is, yeah, one of the, the reason locations. you came yeah. here was because the Temple of Bahamut told you know, that people had been shown here. The skill challenge was like was about doing things with enough time to be able to mm-hmm. check things out. Uh, I would like to check out on the Damon subject well. of Olgarth. There's a specific time at which you need to be at a yeah. location, so you're waiting for that. Yeah, but that is coming up. It's in a couple weeks. Right. It it may be easier said than done to just simply reinstate Clutton because not only are we wanted criminals there, but uh, he's he's been coronated. It has it, come up done. in discussions uh, on the airship when discussing what to do, and he has objected to. Um, to taking care of the Elgarth problem right now. He feels that the he place is... Clefin has expressed... You guys return to the airship. Yeah, we do. You've done what you needed to do in um, in Olgarth. You've gotten... You've, you've told Temple Bahamut to start preparing. They will keep you updated through the communication of the uh, Champion's Code. Uh, they can communicate with Aurora at, at any time because she has basically right. attuned her Champion's Code to many uh, key figures in, oh, yeah. across the different temples of Bahamut. It's like Grand Central Station. Hello. When you bring up the idea of taking care of the Olgarth problem, uh, Clefin um, says that they... He says, We had sent scouts to, uh, to Olgarth when I, was, when I was assisting in Haya Maskar. Arath's presence there is strong. Anything Absolutely. we do there will definitely draw notice to our presence here. And if he lends assistance to the Baron, for it seems that they are allied... It could um, it could turn into an all-out civil war inside the city. He says, if we can stop Arath and cut off that support, the Baron will be much easier to take down. That's true. If we can stop Arath, then there'll still be an order to save. Indeed. Good point. Ren says, then it seems that our primary course of action is to help Kala. And Damon. Well, yeah, but... Yeah. We have to wait for Daemon. We can go try and see what we can do I with really Kalar right now. Waiting. Yeah, how much time is left have... till the planner alignment? I don't know what date it is. Well, I don't know how much time passed in Two that... months passed in the skill challenge. Well, two you're months? two weeks short of that two months, but you're so we're about to fast forward to that two-month period. 
Uh, then it would be Marpanoth. How far? That's uh, mid-autumn, which means... Feast of the Moon. Two months. Two months left. I mean, if it sounds like the only idea we have on the table right now is raise an army. And, and it, if we're going to raise... I mean, that's the only option that I think we... Speaking to the five companies, you do know that it will require money, but it could be, uh, but it could be very beneficial. Vast, vast sums of gold. Yeah. I mean, I think the are kick ass. I I love the idea. I think they could be a bit uh, conspicuous. Gypsies are nomadic, but those gypsies that we knew must have things. In you definitely know of gypsies that would be happy to help you out. Let's gypsies? stop discussing the merits of each individual uh, group to do because it's just taking a long time. But Your I characters do discuss this: the pros and cons. Um, many people that you have met over the course of the last two years that this quest has been going on. Uh, you know which ones you can trust, which ones would be more risky. Um, That's true. So the five companies, uh, you know that she, the, the Gypsy Queen, definitely you had left her with some sort of um, understanding that she was on your side, perhaps a little more so than simply her choosing to go where the money is. She had let, she had kept her word and given you uh, an extra boon and then some, which was not common of, of their people when she, she had sent your share of the loot of the quest she had given to you uh, and you know you know that this gesture from the Gypsy Queen is uh, it means something considerable and that she she must I mean, no favor you the Shadar Kai would follow Ushahi into battle huh um. mm. do you think we could do that? get every single I, mean, we have, I think we have a long list of allies the but question is, if, can we do it without is, drawing Wrath's attention? That, that, that's, that's that's the that, you could certainly do this without drawing the attention for you know then, how to be hell uh, yeah, you know how to be every discreet. single then, one we can we should do. Should so we, you can't gather everyone in the world, or it would, but you know where the line is. You can definitely uh, so you can definitely skirt that line. You've done enough skill checks to, to stay out yeah. of sight to make sure that he doesn't know you're there. So that is no longer at risk. I vote definitely the five companies, regardless of what other options we decide. Because uh, as shown before, Arath has excellent air power capabilities, mm, and we need to something some to counter that. So, yeah, so basically, we all these places are are good. Um, are we... Do we just do that now? Do we set a date? Are we... Spend two months just establishing... It will take time to gather these. It seems, uh, it seems a good course a of action. Part. Travel is only some part of it with your new sails. That Haptos and Frida had hooked up. These big ethereal sails, the airship moves more than twice as fast as it did before. It takes a mere, uh, I mean, a a (laughs) week to get from the furthest two points uh, across Faerun. You travel along, you know, they pick up the um, kind of the arcane winds, not the actual ones. Winds will be blowing one direction, but your sails clearly are picking up something else. And with the, and uh, it can move very fast. When discussing this, Frida says, I have... Not Frida. Not Frida. Stoyla. <laughs> Shouldn't have picked a name that's so similar in my mind. Um, Stoyla says, Stoyla says, I got some ideas to uh, to improve this place. I've been poking around in that engine room. I, I, think, I, got, uh, I think I got some stuff I can do. And she, and she says, oh, speaking of which... And then she Should runs we, off as if she had forgotten she, she was one. in the middle of an experiment uh, when she came out to discuss something with you guys and darts off to her room Is slash engine room. Is she going to come back room. so we can get... Uh, up? Ren raises an eyebrow and says, "Should somebody go with her?" Sounds like you just volunteered, bud. Yeah, that did sound like that. All right. <laughs> Ren was actually 
I'm very curious about what she wants. <laughs> <laughs> should should somebody go? The, the power of suggestion on himself? And he's getting tired of the discussing of the round and round, because it's been going on for hours now. So. Or it he never gets tired of talking. He goes off and follows Stoyla. <laughs> Alright, so... I will outlast We'll do that in a second. Uh... It will take months to, um, to, to... Two months? Yeah, yeah, sure. To Goodness establish all this. However, in the shorter months. term, in two weeks, you have been told to be at a particular location in okay. order to... Um, Five companies? In order Definitely. to advance your... In order to do something. In fact, you have been given almost no details. Uh, uh, go to Aglaron. To go to Aglaron. Let's go do that, then. And that date rapidly approaches. We have time. We can do it. Before then, though... Yeah, uh. Stoyla comes to you. Or let's let's do the little thing. Uh, when uh, Ren goes to uh, the engine room, you see that Stoyla is, you know, pointing her wand and pouring some liquid over something quickly, like as if a chef getting to his burning food, trying to salvage it. And she says, "Oh gosh, darn it!" And she throws it on the ground. She says, she says "I always do that. I'm so absent-minded." And then she sees you there. And you Ren realize says, that she was talking to herself. Ren says, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! What are you? What are you doing?" She says, oh, here, come take a look at this. And she points and she says, I got some ideas about how, see, if we point this thing. And then she just starts speaking extremely fast about how she can modify this and put something there and get this with enough gold. They could buy a thing that they could go here. And um, Ren Ren's starts, able to follow Ren along. Ren starts to catch on with it and goes, yeah, and what if we took this here and ran it over to here and then took this up here and ran it here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and... Finally, someone understands her. For quite a while, and she <laughs> says, she says, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you think you could convince the others to spend the money? Well, how much are we talking here? She says, oh, mm, maybe, uh, 75? Uh... Thousand? Uh, and, yeah... It would make the ship pretty... Pretty awesome. I'll she says, dis- with this, we could get anywhere. Instantly. <laughs> I'll have to discuss this but- with them, but 75... For that 100? kind of power is a pretty... That's a, that, that's a pretty good deal. 75... She says, I'll beans? start preparing. I'll start making the modifications. And you see that she just well, starts getting well, her uh, equipment is even already starting <laughs> to make modifications. Does she have, like, tools that work on their own? Like, yeah. wrenches that float? Is, uh, like, wrenches and, like, rod, magical rods or even, like, casting spells, which she's not even holding. It's just kind of floating or all like, around her. Or, like, a little, like, light that points wherever she's looking. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, she has a whole tool She's belt gadgety. of magic equipment. Uh, so, Ren says, uh, do you need any more? So, what, what, what supplies more do we need? She says, she, uh, she says we'll need something, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll make the schematic for it. Something we'll have to build. It'll just require a lot of little things. She says, could probably pick it up in any sort of major town. Like she says, I make my stuff from scratch. It works better that way. So, a couple days later, Stoyla approaches and says, uh, and she says much more uh, kind of somberly, she says it to, uh, uh, she goes to Aurora and says, all right, I think it's time. For the ritual? And she just nods. And she says, I'll be at the Grove. I'll go prepare. I'll get the others. She does so. Others, come along. Ren was kind of grumpy because he was asleep. I'm when sorry, you get Ren. to the grove, when you get to the grove, you, you see that Frida has prepared just a huge apparatus. Uh, I mean, <laughs> Jesus. 
quite Story well. Can someone just punch me in the face every time I say freedom? I could throw yes. something at you. It's disrespectful. I will throw it's one of It's disrespectful to, to her sacrifice memory. and the memory to to do so. And and memory. You will have a die alive. thrown at you every time you say The memory freedom. of her with you. you know, oh, that's she's true. dead. Remember her, man. You guys. Brandis on the dragon. Her. He was the last out of the Plunder Observatory. So, Stoyla. You, you see that Stoyla has set up Actually, an apparatus. Well, many arcane users, including those in Deep Amaskar, to, to, especially to those of you who don't use magic, it is much more um, sort of mystical, you know? They, they they just sort of point a wand at something and fantastic things happen. Fantastic. Almost everything that Stoyla works with is almost like they're machines. She builds objects, and you can see that she's built this whole little pillar with something, with like a wand sort of pointing towards the center here, and she has just built up this like sort of... focus stone. Like gazebo, all built out of some of its glowing and all sorts of different colors. Some stuff is swirling around. And it's... It's strange how, um, you know, how physical and tangible a lot of the, her magical, a lot of her magic is. Read breakable. Ren deals in the energies all around him and, the, and that that he can harness with his own um, body and his own powers. But he has to hand it to Stoyla that uh, it is pretty amazing what she's able to uh, pull from the arcane weave using these machines that she's able to craft and the different potions that she's able to brew. He tips his hat to her. Is Hepto still being a jerk to her? That's rare. Hepto isn't there. Oh boy. Okay. Hughes looks at the device and when when Aurora goes to fetch Heptos, he says he says, I th- I think it is best that you all partake in the ritual. I will stay up here and tend to the ship. And yeah, you definitely get the feeling that Insight. um he knew Aurora's insight. You know, she she knows what people are really saying when they speak, and she what can is tell he really that. Just, <laughs> I it's hate not, Stoyla. I don't want to be around her. It's not the connection Goodbye. to Heptos that, or to, to Kala that he feels he lacks. It's um, there's definitely been tension towards uh, towards Stoyla ever since she came aboard, and he he doesn't it doesn't display outwardly at all. Only Aurora can pick up on this, but he just chooses to avoid wherever she is. He's just a pacifist kind of guy. Huge, huge uh, meddler. Brandis has been getting along better with better and better with Hepdos, so because he, he hates also has Meta gaming. If the story screws us, I will be so sad <laughs> because I like her. Uh, Wrath pops out of Kalaz's body. Gotcha. <laughs> oh, get him, boss! <laughs> <laughs> All right. They're stuck in that stupid portal that our agent freed. She asks Ren. She 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 says, Ren, can you adjust that over there? And points to one of the uh, one of the areas that she's still kind of setting up the apparatus and attaching stuff. And you see much of the 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 different components and stuff that you had fetched throughout the the, the world during these two months before that you had gotten the things she needed. Uh, some of it is uh, more like plant components, you know, uh, sort of uh, you know, like. Spores and all sorts of different things, and some of it is more material things, a special material that Aurora at one point helped sort of um, forge into the shape that she needed, and it's attached to one of the things. And she says, All right. Ren walks over, and as he sees it, he realizes that, wow, he can pretty much figure out what this is supposed to be for, and he sees the gauges, and he kind of turns the knobs and makes things go the way they're supposed to be, and is like, Wow, this thing makes perfect sense. You, by contrast, you're has no idea what this thing does. She's which crazy is not and you're crazy. That far. Crazy. He deals a lot with magical traps and such like that, but it's more of like he's learned that he doesn't understand the concepts behind them, but 
It's like a Rube Goldberg to her. She's just... Yeah. Uh, and so she... Here is made out of rock. She goes ahead and... Um, she says, all right, and gives a potion to Aurora. She seems to go to Aurora whenever it's something um, serious, you know, kind of about the group. It seems that she's kind of come to assume that Aurora is perhaps the maybe moral leader De of the uh, of the group. You no. know, whenever it's something about, like, Kala or something, <laughs> sure. she goes to Aurora. When she needs magic, she goes to uh, Ren. And those are kind of her just two go-tos. And, um, and she says, well, one time she came to feed this, uh, she said, she said, pour this into uh, Kala's, uh, into Kala's neck. Or in mouth. <laughs> what what kind of state is he in? Just, well, it'll go well, down his neck. Kind of a stoma. Just stop we, making fun of me! We did have to put a trach tube in. He's <laughs> become a chain smoker. Aurora since. does so. Very, very He says, you guys sure do joke a lot when your going. friend's life is in the balance. She's just I'm frustrated that you guys are making fun of her misspeaking. And, uh... And why the hell do you keep calling me Frida? <laughs> Who the hell is Frida? And, yes, and so uh, the body and the, the violin are both there in the center of this apparatus. And, uh, and she says, and then um, and this, pour this oil over the violin. And she hands it to whoever's nearby. Hugh. Hugh's nearby. She says, pour this oil over the violin evenly. Evenly. Should I spread it or just sort of like... She says, no, it'll work on its own. Okay. Careful. And then she steps outside of the radius violin. of the uh, of the apparatus, and as and as uh, Colvin is standing inside it, she says, "You may want to step back." <laughs> Noted. And you see that, like, she is trying her hardest to to remain respectful to the opportunity here, but it is obvious that she's beaming giddy. with excitement, giddy with excitement. This thing that she has built is clearly uh, extremely prideful, and I mean. She had explained before how difficult of a, a thing this would be. You know, you really had to travel across all of Faerun to get the um, the mm-hmm. materials even necessary to do this. This isn't just some resurrection ritual that uh, any two-bit level six wizard can cast. <laughs> Is that what she says? Damn it, does it? Yeah, yeah, she does say. She actually goes on and on about two-bit wizards uh, quite a bit. Two-bit. Is she a wizard? Dime store. No. She's an artificer. Oh. Right. And uh, close. And once the uh, the oil is poured, oh, yeah, uh, once the oil is poured over the violin, you see that it, it on its own spreads over the violin, just creates an uh, an even Very coating, shiny violin, uh, even coating over it as Aurora. Um, Feeds the uh, the potion into Kalas. She's not very gentle about it. She's not very good at healings. You know, it's just kind of. She says, "Don't spill any." She doesn't spill any, but it's just kind of like, well, there you go. You see that she's really nervous, and she didn't even want to give these things to you guys. It was out of respect. She obviously wanted you to feel like you're kind of a part of this and helping out, but she's so worried that you're going to screw it up. You know, she's like watching, (laughs) and she's like, okay, okay, now step out, step out. Totally reasonable. You know, concern, concerning Aurora doesn't really deal in magica. And she says, now get out, get out, get out, get out! And she's kind of pointing outside of the circle of this big uh, apparatus. Okay. Make it... You quickly. Make, make, it, make it go. And she says, it's going, it's going, look, look, look! And she uh, just starts kind of whispering to uh, Ren, pointing at the different areas as Ren can... <laughs> Red is attuned enough to be able to tell when different parts of this are sort of activating invisibly to most people. As you can see, the magic flowing around and flowing into the violin and out and into the body and out and moving around. So many of you, it's not going at all. And she said, now watch, this is my favorite part. And then 
Uh, nothing happens to you guys, but Ren can see just a spectacular, like, swirl of arcane energy sort of move around uh, this whole area. The best way I can describe it is, it's kind of like seeing heat waves on stuff that are kind of like... But it's happening all over. It's like a giant wavy thing that Ren can see, but you guys can't. Brandis feels let down and ripped off by the amount of work we did, and then she's like, oh, it's my favorite part, and we're just like... It's like a symphony I'm that glad we're you're like, enjoying this. It's a she symphony that we like can't you. hear. Because, like, it's, it's like, very rarely, I mean, it's very rarely Ren who's, like, spotting stuff more than a Hugh. And not, like, from Magic Zen, but, like, Hugh's always the first guy to spot stuff. So Bryce is like, what is it? Describe it to me. And when he was like... He was like, oh. Hugh just says there, it hasn't exploded. Like, there's, like, then, then <laughs> there's nothing, nothing there. If Hugh doesn't yet. see it, it's not happening. It's such a it's such a strange sight too. For you've partaken in, in many magical rituals and seen many performed, uh, and it always requires some sort of like active effort from those casting. But in this case, uh, Storla is just standing there, like pointing and excited. She's clearly not like casting any spells or doing anything. For it seems that truly, the entire ritual and all of its magic and everything that needs to be done is built into this apparatus. And your help. Uh, is not needed. You're just sort of standing there watching. She called you here, you know, because she figured you'd want to witness. Goldman simply remarks that it looks fragile. <laughs> the, that's what that's what strikes him about the whole setup. She says it is. <laughs> if I had more time, I could have built it into. I really don't like the way. See that rough edge there? I would have had Aurora, you know, smooth it out. But take what you can get. Brand doesn't even see it as magical because it looks more mechanical. Like it's like a device. So, like. Don't touch. He mistakes Ren's fascination as sarcasm. <laughs> <laughs> this is amazing! Man, that's... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Don't Be nice to her. She's helping us out. <laughs> <laughs> this is so amazing! And then Good job. is when all of you finally see something happen. As a brilliant burst of white light uh, suddenly from where the violin and Claw's body, just an explosion of light coming out that even pushes you back and uh, almost stumble over, except for Aurora, who it takes a lot more to even make her almost stumble over. And um, his on. And as the light fades back down, you see that the apparatus has completely fallen over on all sides, and it's just, some of it fell over, you heard it crash, one of them hit a tree, and one of the, one of the, like, glass orbs has shattered onto the ground. And you see, but no sort of anger or, or worry uh, from Stoyla. She is just looking and she's like, oh, 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 and just like rubbing her hands as super excited as, uh, as she just looks and she says, look, and then she runs over to the body and, uh, and just puts her hand above Kala's chest. And you can see just barely that, uh, that he is breathing. Was he breathing before? Yeah, he was in a coma. Uh, He's breathing more. She says, she says, can you sense that? Look. And then she picks up the violin. She says, it worked. That remains to be seen. Coben, again, things are looking very fragile, including Kala and this violin. And just kind of serious look on his face, kind of stands his ground and waits till he can see something happen that actually means something to him. Ren says, says to the others to not worry that the device was merely the catalyst that... He can also sense that there is something happening. Or just yeah. stare uh, Ren can you know, definitely sense that this soul that was once in the violin has definitely moved over. Anyone sort of more attuned to that sort of divine or... Um, uh, spiritual essence. You know, more spiritual essence 
can tell the same. It's not necessarily arcane to tell that sort of thing. Um, even Hugh, who is uh, very skilled at um, nature. nature, can tell well, that maybe the body is less... Before, it had this sort of unnatural coma um, state to it, where it wasn't just someone that was knocked out, it felt like death. Missing. It was this thing missing from them, and you can tell that, that it was definitely... Is. Whatever was wrong with it before, even if it was unexplainable. Bodies have souls in this universe. <laughs> yeah, so he can he can tell. And <laughs> uh, and Storla just says it'll take a while for him to wake up. Of course, how, this has been quite strenuous. Uh, imagine your most strenuous day you have ever had, and you felt like you just had to go asleep and and couldn't couldn't even uh, keep your eyes open. That is what it is like for him right now. If you could wake him up, he would just be deliriously tired. Let him get his full night of sleep. And then she just starts skipping around. Kind of anticlimactic. <laughs> it works. Okay, he's going to sleep and come back tomorrow. Coburn he goes says, over. didn't you see though it worked? And then she just is like, ah. Coburn goes I believe you. Picking up I believe pieces. that it works. It's just got picking up the pieces of this broken device, kind of like picking up the garbage and kind of collects as much as he can and kind of looks around to see where he should take all this pieces of garbage and collage. To the forge! I can use some of it again. Collage totally forest. And he starts, yeah, just starts uh, carting things off to uh, the forge she made a mess for, for recycling. Coolin's like, yes. I can recast it. Where are you? I gotta do this. Yeah. Uh, I'll, uh, <laughs> let's make sure it's nice. You know, it doesn't look like a heap of trash when he wakes up in his forest here. My grove. Does the <laughs> grove song. respond to like, his... How long was I out? Months? Second. Does the yes. grove respond to his... Yes. Um, magicaliness returning? Whereas much of the grove before had been not... Brittle? It wasn't turning like the dead, but it was like... You said it was. The animals had largely disappeared. Was it the whole thing? That? You said everything except and the, the trees area were dying. Just the trees That's right. were dying. Uh, you can see that already more uh, um, new growth. There's already new growth sprouting up, and that the uh, the river, which had run completely dry, is now has a little trickle moving through it. And quick, pretty sure, just through many of the trees, you saw a wolf just sort of move by and then dart away. The wolves have returned. Great. Oh, we can eat meat again. It's back on the menu, boys. Don't get anything. Ren gives her a high five because he got to see the whole show and recognize it was like how fireworks. Awesome it was. Wow! Spelled out, Ren is awesome. I mean, this was something that Ren couldn't do, and Heptos <laughs> couldn't do. It's true. And none of the others seemed to realize how awesome that actually was. So. He gives credit where credit is due. And, in a lot of ways, Storlake... and the way he shows credit oftentimes is through a high five. <laughs> and she returns it uh, enthusiastically. How high is the five? Not well, that Ren's high. not very tall. So he has to jump real tall. She, she just kind of goes on like top. She goes on <laughs> And uh, she just sits back on the grass and just lays down and looks up at the sky. And she's, and she's just kind of like flailing her arms as if just completely giddy and she says that's the best thing I've ever done <laughs> amazing and the violin was completely sinister glad to be, <laughs> glad to be rid of that and then she yeah. sits back up and she says do you guys realize that spell was crafted by someone with access to the throne of Amanon the amount of magic th- that I just overcame and and then she realizes it's futile to try to like fully explain this, these sorts of things and she just a mighty um, feat indeed Stoila <laughs> And everyone will be very happy for her. Up and then she just lays down. She says, I'm just going to lay here for a while. You've earned a break. I once 
ate a stew worth of two horses. <laughs> Must have been a lot like that. <laughs> <laughs> and feels content that he has just two horses to worth story. of stew. <laughs> Golden nods at the story of two horse stew because that does seem like that a probably great, killed like a you. Lot of of stew. Stew. You Ren did it, says, but it probably killed you. Spoiled. Ren says, speaking no, of stew, much. I'm going to go see Rocco. I'm kind of hungry. All that arcana made you hungry? Yeah, I will yeah, stay I'm here. I'm in the mood for horse stew. All right. Slaughter horse. Slaughter horse stew tonight. The horse so Ren leaves the portal and goes back there to the There were horses in the player. <laughs> player pocket. Are there not anymore? Ren goes to catch up with uh, Rocco. He doesn't share the news. Goldman returns. But he goes to get some grub. To his cave to contemplate the situation at hand. I mean, he the group seems to be committed to raising an army and fighting a pitched battle. And this is not something that sits well with him. And he sits, goes to meditate on other options for what can be done. Um, he has very little understanding of all the events, but... He is just getting to the point where he kind of feels like he understands a little bit about what's at stake uh, with this guy, Rath, who he knows some about, and uh, wants wants to avoid wants to avoid open war- warfare if at all possible. So he returns to his cave in the portal to meditate and train <laughs> and think think deep ancient dwarven thoughts. Aurora <laughs> uh, doesn't leave Kala's side. She doesn't see any reason to go off and do something else. Someone needs to stick with him, just in case a premature awakening occurs. Needs, water. Need, yeah, needs someone to, to reorient him, probably. So, she elects to stay there. Because she knows that's what Damon would want. That is exactly what Damon would have wanted. It's for sure Damon would be at his side the entire time. And he's not Absolutely. there, so Aurora's... Aurora knows. Yeah, Aurora knows. So it's the, it's the least she can do. Alright. Is anyone else giving a little thing? Or am I gonna... You get drunk. <laughs> yes. He's awesome. Like, I, want, I want her to make me a still that will make the most delicious beer out of rocks. <laughs> Alright. That would impress me. Two horse beer. It's not long before the time is rapidly approaching that you must be at the meeting spot that uh, the figure um, in the Hologram. Yeah. Had um, the, the message that you had received uh, regarding Dalen. Agrabah. So, setting sail to uh, to Al Aglarond. Aglarond. Yeah, I was so bummed last. Yeah, I was going to use. Where is this? Slap down that map and like have us pick a location on the map to go to because it didn't really matter where we went. I was like, yeah, I'm having like points to swap the map. I want to go there. It's me, a badass. And I'm like, he puts down a map. The map like, confined. I was like, fucking it. That was supposed to be like an awesome. He draws map. a map in the sand. I know. <laughs> right here. I, know. Right right right. I was doing total Willy Wonka style where he like, throws the map down and he's like, you know, stabs something. We're going to that island. So. I don't know where the map ended up after the move. We've ha- I know we've no, used it recently. We, we used it, it on the week before you left. I swear we seen it recently. No, we didn't. Actually, we said, we where's the map? Oh, we should get it. And then, like, yeah, no, we, didn't. we haven't we used it in many months. I so. definitely remember using it recently. We definitely used it here recently. Not recently. Maybe outside. It's a dark day. Um, Maybe a mind uh, flare took it. We'll check the videos. Mind flare took it. Like last couple of weeks. <laughs> Maybe a Tarask ate the map. Okay. Damn Tarasks. 
I always thought it was a terrace view. Okay. Probably. I like yours better. Sailing the ship at incredible speed toward Aglarond. Yes. The sky darkens. And all goes uh, and all goes silent as clouds begin to swirl a bit above forbiddingly. Thunderstrike creaks and begins to bank, resulting in a distant Yar! She's not responded at all! And you look back and you see that Kaz Dunlin is struggling to hold on to the wheel, and then something happens that you had never seen happen before. He loses grip as the wheel starts spinning on its own. And you can see and you can feel Thunderstrike lurch to the side and just turn 90 degrees. Um, Oops. And he tries to grab it again, but Thunderstrike straightens out on its own. And uh, you see him just struggling either way. And uh, he says, I got no control! Okay. Looking over the, uh, the edge of the deck, you can visibly notice the appearance of a misty path extending in front of the ship and leading off into the distance. Creepy. Whoa. After several minutes of struggling and trying to work the riggings, the crew slowly abandons all their duties when they realize the futility of their efforts uh, to guide the ship anywhere, and all aboard take up a stance ready for action as they're just looking around every side, you know, the halflings uh, have what weapons they have for, uh, you know, everyone's fearing the worst. Even Kaz has let go of the wheel and is... uh, Every minute or so, grabbing it to see if it's changed, <laughs> and it just sits there. He looks extremely frustrated. He was so pleased he got drunk a few days ago. <laughs> Having to deal with this on top of all this other stuff that he had previously had to deal with. <laughs> nice hitting the reset button on his oh, yeah. worry problems. <laughs> tap the barrel and tap out for a little bit. It's a new time. Each mile inland darkens the skies even more until it feels like you are once again traveling through the shrouding mists of the Shadow Dark. It's dark. It takes shadow dark. Hours. Or lights up the mask. Any Beep. thoughts to hop on your various uh, flying mounts are uh, are pretty immediately um, squashed. Squashed as looking over the side, you can, it is impossible to tell how fast you're going. The winds are moving in every direction, and uh, you know that if you were to lift off of this, it, you could get pulled away and never find Thunderstrike like again. Ren yells to the others and he says, I've heard tale of these mighty storms while we've been away. Brandis has probably been in one. Three! <laughs> and uh, laying waste to lands all over Faerun. Kaz says, This is nothing like I've seen before. Colbin is like he says it's yeah. far worse. Colbin has only Brand looks at Colbin kind of come out to the deck. You remember like a couple sessions ago, he kind of crossed that threshold, like took that first step out of the portal. You know, people were there clapping, and he's like, uh, and he just clamps down to the deck, like trembling some as the as the uh, as the kind of like darkness presses in and wind swirl and the boat kind of like rocks and kind of flies in unnatural ways. Ooh. Ren yells to him and says, What is this madness? Ah! <laughs> He's just screaming. It takes hours. <laughs> a half day crawls back of travel in these conditions. He really shows his 12 year old side. Yeah, he gets real young, real quick. 12. <laughs> takes you deep into the wild forests of Algorand to a place you could never 
find again of your own means, for this path has been just impossible to follow. Massive and harrowing, the tree of all elements stands amidst the forest like a great onyx claw. What? Rails of fire and ice slither uh, constantly around the 80-foot trunk, whose hard polished surface would turn uh, the sharpest of enchanted blades. It's Colbin who, upon seeing this, just sort of says under his breath, you know, the the, uh, the tree of all elements, for he uh, he recognizes it not by sight, but but uh, you know, it is just something that he knows, even if he's never seen or. Uh, or, or no, not the experience. I mean, something that kind of comes from that recess of his mind um, that is that is not his own, and uh, saying it under his breath uh, kind of almost makes it known to him uh, as as he hears himself speak the own his his own words and kind of reacts in in kind of like revulsion and fear. It's a bad thing. Hundreds of leafless, jagged branches reach outward with sinister longing that make you feel uh, starved and hollow at the mere sight of them. Sizzling acid rains down from the sickly fruit that hangs on the lower branches of the great tree. Small rivers of acid collect on the trunk and run down its length to a pool of squalor and death at the base. The putrescent smell of evil fills your nostrils and weakens your bellies. A single word rises in your minds at the revulsion of your body experiences in the presence of this corrupted tree. Abomination. Thunderstrike slows to a halt before the tree of all elements. Instantly, uh, um, the winds pick up, offering relief from the scent and presence of the tree. Thunderstrike remains still, but at least uh, some fresh... You, you can smell some fresh air and are actually able to breathe deeply once again. And then you turn to see a young woman standing amongst, uh, among you, floating several feet above the deck. <coughs> for a moment, you suspect... Uh, your thoughts turn to Daemon, for it... it um, out of the corner of your eye, it even uh, looked like him. Uh, for the lady uh, is in elven form and covered with cool silver skin and a shining web of blue energy. But then you see... It's a woman. Um... The aquamarine crystals in her head and hands sparkle with radiant energy emanating from within her person. Religion check? Go ahead. Uh, okay. Ooh, a 19. Good job, me. Uh, that's a 33. Is it still super windy? Or is it... Uh, nature there's, check. There's wind just kind of like keeping the um, putrescent smell like away. Um, not like it's super windy, but just this sort of, it's pleasing. You okay, know? so it's super dark around us, but it's not in the middle of like a storm. You can see now that this wind is coming from this woman standing in oh, front of you, okay. and that she is pushing away the uh, the foul air to keep it uh, tolerable. Here, what'd you get? 33. And a 29 nature check. <clears throat> Hugh can tell that this that he is looking at is certainly... Uh, not a natural being. Okay. Uh, Aurora can sense the divine energy unmistakably. This is Akadi. She says, Akadi, and she drops to one knee. And uh, she and looks like, down. You guys like, come on, you, girls, this is a god. Yeah, Ren, sort of. while they were checking that, um, 
well, Houston standing silly now, but uh, as though he's just sort of he, he's just sort of like well, Ren Ren does a diplomacy <laughs> check and and asks uh, why have you brought us to this place? And he says yeah. in the most respectful terms that he can. Gets Before Ren can even uh, uh, finish his sentences, the first word comes out. She just speaks over him, and the, the voice that comes. She's not shouting over him or like, but just when she speaks, her voice dominates anything, anyone else that would be speaking. You just can't even hear Ren's voice as she speaks and is a calm, very wispy voice, but it just flows over you and practically pushes the voice out of Ren's, uh, out of Ren's throat as he is just doesn't even have like the wind that he needs in his, uh, in his throat to speak. And she says, I am a Kadi. And come to you as I once appeared to Daemon many or uh, years ago, not many years, years ago. Light floods the deck of Thunderstrike, driving driving away the invasive shadow. As you see a score of celestial angels keeping watch around the ship, you can hear the rhythmic beating of their mighty wings. Um, their mighty wings, which are uh, causing the wind and light that is blowing away here. Light radiates from their blank astral faces, and the armor on their torsos shines more brightly than the polished mirrors of the planar observatory. Their powerful forms move at will on divine winds that emanate from below their waist, uh, their waist and mighty arms wield, spark- wield sparkling lances uh, that they clearly wield with unnerving skill. Mm. Can someone give me, I've heard the name tossed around, but can someone give me a ten second explanation of who Akadi is? Goddess of the wind. Akadi is the. Um, many call her the the goddess of the wind, uh, though she is um, technically a primordial. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Damn, and has had some not a greater god. Interact? No, it's, exactly. It's he had visions and stuff. Deity, yeah. as I recall. Um, yeah. Yeah. Damon has spoken of his visions of Akadi, and you know that he serves. He is in her service ever since he yeah. left. Uh, he has a little uh, medallion with her picture on it. He does. He, he has a medallion, and he's spoken to you kind of of, of his vision that he uh, that he had at uh, in Akanul when he was living there. Um, he he knows that he is in some ways on her errand, though. Um, though much information or or kind of his purpose to her is was was unforthcoming. Um, you know, he he saw a vision of her once that he described to you during the time. Um, um, that he left, he left him uh, kind of he left on his own um, from Skyclave, and what he has described has described to you is very similar to this experience that you are undergoing now, and can only conclude that this must be a, a vision, a some sort of divine vision of uh, the goddess. Aurora rises to her feet, and with a respectful, you know, bow of her head, she says. Um, Great Akadi of the wind, what would you have us do? She says, Your friend is involved in in an event that threatens the very fabric of this world. She says, I am forbidden to get involved by those that I treat with. She says, Therefore, I have called you here she says, I'm surprised that you had come. I had called for somebody, but uh, I know that Daleman traveled with others, but I had not expected that it would be you that would come. And then she looks 
to Colvin as if perhaps she's not quite speaking about him and was um, maybe expecting uh, just him to come. Uh, Hugh pipes up, we'd been given a message by the Lady of Water to come here. She says, I see, that is what I have expected. I, as I said, I cannot get involved. This tree that you see here, it is a gateway. It is protecting the place where your friend lies. Coleman says, and to remove this obstacle, says, do we have the strength? She says, you do not. <laughs> she says, not with your combined strength, nor the combined strength uh, even of the man you currently hunt could remove this tree. Then removing says, the barrier then, is not an option. Ren says, then why have you brought us here? She says, I could do it, but I... And then she sort of looks around at uh, at all of the angels as you get the slightest feeling that uh, There's some tension between them? That there might be the slightest tension, although Aurora's got, you know, she's the most insightful person you've ever seen. Reading the subtleties of a god's expression, um... A little bit damn, my damn near impossible, you know. She, the first thing she thought was like, this chick is definitely lying to me. And then, no, wait, no, maybe she's... And it's just this completely foreign thing. This is the purest thing. truth I've ever heard. Wait, it's a lie. Damn. <laughs> Best poker face ever. An amazingly believable lie. Eat. <laughs> the best I can do is give you a divine boon, which could... Which could remove the obstacle, but I cannot do it without you showing your allegiance to me. Uh, she says, I may help my followers as all gods may do, but first you must show me that you are willing to do this. He says, that will not violate the rules that we uh, have chosen to follow. Colbin raises his hammer, he says, he says, we will serve you with all of our strength. He says, lend us the power. To retrieve Deoman. She nods and says, I have followers throughout the world, and one of the ways that they show respect to me is by burning incense. This incense is caught on the wind and uh, and reaches and find its finds its way to me. And for this show of respect, I sometimes uh, I sometimes grant my assistance in times of need. I could do this for you if you would show a similar gesture. You are all mighty warriors, that is obvious. So, therefore, you must show your allegiance to your friend, Daleman, and I, by burning a possession of his after your next two victories. After? She says, you will dedicate your next two victories to me. Ren doesn't really have a problem with this because he just bounces back and forth to whoever, who, to whoever can help out the most. So he's totally on board with this plan at this point. Colbin is is utterly willing. He says, he says, I would, I would dedicate them all. He says, if you would just lend us the power to move forward, to topple, to topple this corrupt abomination, and uh, and retrieve our friend from whatever forces have have sequestered his essence. He says, I will give you the boon that will make this possible once you have done this for me. Hmm. Colman looks to the, all yeah. of you then and says, no. he says, will you join me? <laughs> Bernice says, this is, this is a small 
task to ask of us. Um, and as you say this, something enters Brandis's mind. An objection to what she has asked. In fact, you all feel it. As you can feel... Not Colvin. <laughs> Everyone else feels it. And you realize that it is the ever-present consciousness of Ushehi. For victories uh, among the wielders of Ushehi are typically dedicated to the might of victory and the experience. And dedicating the victory uh, to, to some other god clearly does not please it. Does it anger it? it it's like a feeling of jealousy. Like, no, we're not going to burn something to dedicate this to her. It's dedicated to me. When Ren, Shehi, sorry. Ren gulps down that We'll just kill feeling. a couple solos. I mean, it's almost like a lump in his throat, and he just gulps it down because... Uh, the jealousy of a sword pales in comparison to the... Uh, importance of... Importance of friendship and... and Loyalty. Indeed. Yeah, I mean, you can definitely tell. It's, a, it's definitely a very far, selfish feeling from Ren the sword. Ren is far more loyal to Daemon than he is to... A weapon? A weapon that he has never actually touched himself. Not yeah, even Brandis. when Brandis wasn't looking. <laughs> You'll have to pry for my undying hands. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Don't worry, guys. You can have it when I'm dead. <laughs> Asshole. Uh, I bequeath everything to Colvin, She's just sort of Colvin is floating there and Colvin almost waiting your answer. Serious face, you know, breaks and you see him kind of begin to to weep, but not tears of rage and magma. Um tears tears of water. And um and he is he is overcome by the, the presence of this god and and what is truly a way forward after these many weeks that he has spent in your service, really, to help free Daemon, who was, uh, was the friend who liberated him from certain, uh, you know, certain, kind of a, a certain enslavement for life, and, um, he is, you know, he's just, you know, overcome with, with emotion and resolve at, uh, at the completion of this task, and two, at your own dedication to, uh, um, to Daemon. Who, he, he knows fairly little of your history with him. This is interesting. Hugh is... He's always been a little bit... I don't know. Off on the whole religion thing. Partially just because... Worshipping a god because they're almighty and powerful, and if that's the case, then... Get in with that. Well, no, I mean... powerful. Yeah, I mean, just you're scraping to whoever might be able to destroy you. She's always sort of bothered him on some level. Um, but after thinking about it a little bit more... He's raising it's sort of a deal, you know. Dedicate some battles to me, I'll help you get your friend. So, with that sort of a thought in mind, he's okay with this arrangement. There's a little bit, kind of a niggling feeling uh, in Aurora's mind that uh, dedicating your battles to a god is is kind of a form of capitulation that usually is reserved for one's own god. In Aurora's case, she she's sworn into the service of Bahamut, but knowing Bahamut's nature as being one of loyalty and uh, good, dedicating a few battles to a different god or goddess isn't a particularly grave uh, 
violation of this particular god. The greater good. Well, in, in this case, she she's still um, Bahamut's paladin. In this case, she's doing his work through Akadi. Hmm. Interesting. Gods have team-ups every once in a while. Sure. That's how they make their little gods. Anyway. <laughs> um, so with this kind of little bit of mental gymnastics, a little bit of a roundabout justification, she manages to make it okay in her mind. And, uh... Just verification. Later, Ren will discuss this with Aurora, <laughs> and he'll wonder just what it will be like when she is sitting in front of Bahamut and has to explain this roundabout reasoning as to why well, she is. it was okay, because... <laughs> You guys team up. What? What? <laughs> I'm aligned primordial and me. Um, That's your one. <laughs> <laughs> You're down one level. People are, of course, curious. You know what? The man who has shed so much blood, Ushei. We have wielded Ushei, but has been in the hands of Brandis more now than ever. Brandis feels powerful. Um, as his, his rebirth, not so much from a power standpoint, from a knowledge, but from a knowledge and understanding standpoint, has made him uh, bold and uh, less than anyone would expect. Brandis barely even acknowledges the objection of Ushehi. Mm-hmm. It's uh, instantly passed off. Whereas once before, it was kind of like, Ushei is incredibly powerful, and even not just as a weapon, but just as an entity, is more powerful than all of us combined. It's like the most badass race pours their most badass badassedness into a weapon, and we walk around with it. Like, And it's like a sentient, intelligent thing. A badassness. Um, we have worked very hard... Not at, like, impressing it. No, slowly earning its favor. Like, we've kind of bent over backwards figuring out, ooh, would this piss off the weapon? Like, no. That is true. Like, yes. Don't, nobody act like, oh, yeah, well, we've been using a shade, but, you know, we don't really care about it. No, we really care about it. <laughs> we did spend a long okay. time earning it. So, so, you know, no, don't deny it. Brandis don't deny is it. calling Ren for us. So, people care. People care. But, I think that Brandis is, more than ever, on the same page with the rest of the group, which is, um... A BFD. You know, the 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 blade, you know, gets halfway through kind of a, a mental-like thought. Gets halfway through a, a, a mental sentence. It's like, hey! And it's, and it's just like, right it's completely ignored. It's not even like, hush. It's just... just you're just not listening. Like, if someone can Does ignore it have a you tantrum? while you're yelling at them, that's what it is. Not your call. like, no! And it's just like, <clears throat> there's nothing there. And uh, and that's how Brandon's his mind is steeled. Ren's basically thinking, yeah, that, that you know, we are the masters of Ushehi. Ushehi yeah. is not, not the, the other way around. Yeah, you're full of quotes tonight. If it needs to take, <laughs> boom. If it needs to take a backseat, then so be it. But I still love Ushehi. Love you, baby. Don't be mad. So, as each of you in turn has, uh, or many of you without any hesitation at all, has basically agreed to uh, to Akadi to do this, she says, um, she just says, very well. And as you see her just start to float away as the angels 
with their um, huge beating wings. There's just been this rhythmic beating just all around the airship in... Um, Crazy angels. Uh, angels. Synchronized, you know, just uh, just beating in... Um, I can't think of the word. Beating in time? Yeah, beating in time. As they float up with her away from the airship. And as she moves away, you see that the light begins to fade away and the winds start to move away as the darkness and the, the smell of death starts coming over you again. Why are we here, though? And it is then when the winds pick up once again as the airship starts to lurch and creak, spinning around in place as it uh, as it is carried back along the path which Ooh. brought it here in this uh, through this dark shroud. And again, hours of just uncontrolled flight. You see Kaz still in there, like, struggling with the wheel, constantly trying to see if it'll move at all, and um, it takes, you you know, the other rest of the day here in order for it to come out. And Hmm. it's not immediately obvious when you have come out of this as uh, Kaz yells, Yar, I've got control again! (laughs) And you realize you didn't... You're just kind of sitting around waiting, and... Didn't realize that it had happened because it is deep into the night now, and uh, you've come out of this mist that you were in, and then looking back, you just see that you're above the sea of fallen stars again, and there are the forests of Algrenond. Aglarond. Aglarond. That's bad. It's a mouthful. That's what she said. And you have no idea where this place could be. I mean, you would expect such a big tree like that to just be visible. Like, you could just fly over it and see. How big was the tree, like? 80 feet in diameter, so that's pretty big. Oh, yeah, that's pretty big. Yeah. Big tree. Big tree. Or it doesn't know much about trees. Maybe that was your special resident tree. Was it a naturally occurring tree? Giant. Unison. <laughs> unison. I was like, what are you going for? Was it a log? I like, of they course. At the same time. The yeah, primordial gods might be a little pissed if I stuck the residium sliver in the <laughs> elemental tree. Acid and death. And a lot of residium. <laughs> that would be really funny if that completely like thwarted it. Now it's a residium tree. Just a really big one. <laughs> Although you do know that the needle does pick its tree. Yeah. It's like, sweet, what is it? It stabs you the <laughs> No, then that would be even more ironic, because it's like, I want that one. Oh, <laughs> That's the one you All right. Can't have. So smelly. <laughs> and as the darkness completely so fades, and you see the, uh, ethereal sails once again Below. pick up, uh, pick up these, uh, arcane winds that the airship is once again under your control. Yar! Yar! Colbin, standing tall on the quarterdeck. By that I mean hanging on for his dear life. <laughs> Colbin, we're going like two miles an hour. It's like it doesn't get any better. Yeah. <laughs> just... And you feel that the airship feels like it's lurching around more than it normally does in flight. And you see that Kaz is just purposely turning left and right <laughs> as if he is exercising Stop. his power over the airship to show that he is the one in control of this vessel. It is mine! <laughs> Amazing. This makes Ren a little bit nauseous, and he calls Tenebrae and jumps on him and flies above the ship. Colbin, often a voice of kind of peace and non-conflict, raises his hammer and says, he says, we fight for Daemon! Where do we need to go to fight? Uh, that's a good question. 
Sometimes the best fight that's dedicated to a god is the one you go out and seek. Let's go find something. <laughs> Hepto says... Let's go Hepto kill says, some drow! <laughs> says, I am certain that that sort of victory is not what uh, she had... It's not what she had intended. Uh, a hollow attempt to... Find favor. somebody to kill in order to dedicate. It does not seem like the sort of victory she is speaking of. She meant real victory. Says, yes, yes. Where? Ren types <laughs> up and says, "You seem to forget that we don't have a, a very difficult time in finding people that stand in our path." Well, what I think is the point is that we can't go around causing fights in our. Yeah. In our usual way. I think they have to be naturally occurring. Well You come serious once again, he says he says yes. You 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 will know when, when it is time. He says I must go train. And he goes back down the, the thought floor. occurs if you can quickly head on over to the Hydra and maybe burn something and see if that counts. <laughs> yeah, seriously. It's like what, hours days ago. <laughs> well, that's right, it was weeks. Two weeks. Yeah. Sorry, man. Oh yeah, it was two weeks. Yeah, that's a little Corpse still be decomposing. They're still there. All right. So um, goes back to uh, check on Kala. Make sure he's still. Oh yeah, two weeks. He should have woken up. Or no, no, no. that occurred just recently, like a day ago. Oh. Yeah. Now it's fine. Keep sleeping. However, it has been a full day, half a day. You know, half a day to get there, half a day to get back, and uh, returning to the grove. You do see the claw has awoken. Great, I missed it. What? <laughs> God damn it. What, what, what? Night vigils, everything. And there he is. Just we all got Picking daisies. Hey, what's up? Where you guys been? I thought someone would be here. <laughs> In the grove, yeah, you see that Kala, the, uh, the Githzeri, is, um, is just sitting up and almost like You'd expect someone to be after you know some long, um, strenuous like that, surgery though. on their uh, on their bodies. Old person surgery. You know he hasn't even gotten up from the spot where he was. And looking around, he sees these apparatuses that kind of falling around. That is there. Yeah, we cleaned that up. Oh, you did. Okay. Um, and Aurora is the first person there to see him. For everyone else had gone to the deck to see what was going on. She gets a little lip trembly. <clears throat> seeing him back again. And she gives him a hug, but it's gentle because he's old and she probably would snap him like a twig. And upon seeing her, he says, Alra! <laughs> and once again begins the constant mispronunciation of her name. But at least it's everyone, so, you know. Maybe not. Maybe not. He just sort of looks around and he says, What has happened? That is a long story. He says, Bad no. things happened. Many bad things. He says, I you remember nothing sense. of what happened And then he to just you? kind of looks around. You can tell that he's basically just taking in the grove around him. You know that he, he draws much of his power from his grove. You know, that is where he once was. He is able to stay into his old age because he creates this grove and sort of feeds off of its own... Um, it's a symbiosis. Uh, Energy, yeah. It's a symbiosis relationship here. And having much of his grove still um, mostly depleted. dead and depleted is... Uh, 
he too is the is the same way. He says, "It seems like much time has passed." It has been a long time. <laughs> she says exactly how long, but I can't remember. It's been months. Months. It's been yeah. months. It's good to have you back, even if circumstances months. have changed. What? What of our quest? She casts filling. <laughs> and Aurora spends the next couple hours um, filling him in on all the events. I mean, he's the one above all else that um, is permitted permitted to know everything <laughs> that had yeah. happened. Yeah, we initiate him for uh, us, <gasps> leaving out no Bam. leaving out no details uh, because he needs to know uh, he needs to know everything. And uh, during this. Yeah. Others arrive. I would imagine. Oh, Coleman for sure shows up. I would imagine over the hours, people would slowly trickle in. Yeah. As uh, word spreads, and um, Storyla is there, keeping distance, as you can tell that she is mainly here just observing uh, her success, and is just happy. She's she doesn't care. know the guy. She didn't really have any sort of connection to him. Is he at all different from, from how he was? You know, she's probably taking notes, like... False. Like, test subject. Cholesterol levels. Number one. Seems to be operating in normal capacity. When Ren walks in... Brain damage? Question? Cannot remember anyone's name. When Ren walks in and is walking past Stoyla to go over and say hello to Kala, he invites her to come over with him and say hello and meet him. Meet the man. Then sort of uh, reluctantly moves forward. Um, And with, you know, with Ren's kind of encouragement, she goes forward and she... uh, and he looks up and he says, This is the Tifling. He says, Stala. Yes, Stoila. Ren looks. And she just looks at him and she says, It's Stoila. Ren leans over and says, Stoila. Watch my mouth when I say it. <laughs> Ren leans over and says to her, kind of, Ixnay on the erection mm. case. It's. And she says, What? He got my name wrong. <laughs> Yeah, Wait, you guys haven't corrected him? It'll happen. <laughs> Get used to it. Yeah, he's like, oh, sorry. Sorry. Stoyla. Colin <laughs> comes to listen and kind of hear... I mean, he he heard t- so many tales of Kala during the short period of time that, you know, he and Damon were, were, uh, were kind of training together and spending time on, on, the, uh, on Thunderstrike before Damon's death. And he kind of, you know, takes the opportunity to kind of hear the man speak and hear the hilarious quirks kind of come back, but also experience kind of some of the, kind of the deliberation and wisdom and kind of uh, um, charity that he, that uh, that Kala exhibits to all of, uh, of the, the party members, including people he hasn't met because, you know, the ranks have swelled and, uh... And Colvin himself is the, is unknown to Kala, so he uh, enjoys the, getting to kind of know this venerated old lore master. He is a lore master. Well, he? and I assume that Kala and Colvin probably have quite a bit of a symbiotic relationship because as Kala gets the grove going better, Colvin uh, oh, okay. draws more the energy earthen. from it and makes the earth and the dirt Richness. and everything better. Which then makes the the trees better, and I they get along like dirt and plants. I yeah, they, they do. get along quite well, <laughs> just like dirt and plants, as someone once said. 
<laughs> you said it just now. He did, didn't he? That was awesome. And, uh... He's got, like, this secret wit that he doesn't say anything, but thinking it. And he then, thought it, knowing that there was actual And then he laughs, like... <laughs> Everyone's like, what? Ren, uh... And then he tells he informs Kala about kind of the state of Damon, which I am sure you know saddens Kala, but at the same time remarks that you know he was so far gone at one point, and here he is once again with you, and that that in in and of itself should be a a testament to your exactly. to the surety of your uh, your resolve to reclaim Damon, whatever forces seem to have sequestered him. Ren is fascinated and kind of is sitting idly by in the background waiting for the questioning to kind of die down before he jumps in. And Ren wants to know more about the technical aspect of... Being trapped in a violin? Kalaz. What's it like? You know, his... <laughs> out of prison. Does, does, he, does he remember being in the violin? Could he think? He, Could he hear us? Could he do anything? He simply answers no. He says, I... Remember casting the ritual to see into the object. The violin, you say it was? He seems to barely even be able to remember the event. Something points at the violin. happened, yep. and then darkness. Is this a safe to destroy it, this thing now? Was it a lasting darkness, or is it as if this just happened five minutes ago for you? He says it the lasted time. what feels like an eternity. Hmm. Ooh, sorry. And when Aurora says, can we destroy this thing? Stoyla uh, just snatches it up and says, it's a perfectly good violin. <laughs> yeah. It's not your violin. Ren says, <laughs> mind if I have a look at it first? <laughs> Is Ren bluffing? Well, then we should no. go return it. He wants to have a look at it. He, he wants, wants to have a look at it. it. Lincoln is bluffing. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, she she hands it over. Uh, Ren does an arcana check to see if there's still magic imbued in this. Couldn't tell whatever uh, spell, whatever you know, harmful spell was put in it has been completely it's just a plain Jane. Yeah, the sure. has been blown. Then he doesn't lead on that he was actually checking it to see if it was still magical. Picks it up, tries to play it, lets out a and says, "Yeah, it still works," and hands it back to her. Nice. She that clearly she likes to collect, you know, sort of delicate things for they can all be catalysts for spells. I bet her room is full of junk by now. Hoarding. I think or she's... just a lot of violins. Just a lot of violins. Ren can uh, like corroborate that. Yeah. <laughs> he's been in it. He's seen. She's a tinkerer. They probably say, like, shoe boxes full of crap. Is it kind of but they're all incredibly expensive? Yes. Incredibly expensive hoarding. <laughs> As people, uh, you know, violin. take the opportunity to speak with Claw and, you know, the the... I guess the, the mingling and the conversation kind of works its way uh, out. Uh, Colvin lingers a little bit longer, and he he produces something which he presents to Kala. It's Baden's helmet, Ooh. and he says, he says, Kala, Dalman told me um, of the incident of your of your. Your entrapment of your... He says, I, I don't know what happened to you. He says, Damon ex- told me... He gave he showed me this helmet once before and said that it was something that he greatly wished you to... Uh, to... 
to, to look at. It had some importance to him. He, he was very concerned for, for the man who, who used to wear this helmet. And he says, I don't know if you have any strength, but when you do, he says, perhaps Damon would have you, have you look over this, this, this item. It, it meant something to him. If there is any chance, it will help with our uh, with our ongoing quest. I will gladly, when my strength is returned to me. D- Damon and when he says strength, he just kind of gestures over the entire grove. Yeah, no doubt. But he does remember, like, Damon before... I mean, he explained it. He explained what he wanted to do, and then gave Kala the, the violin, violin, and Kala was out for the count. Yeah. But he... I mean, Damon for... for I mean, a great portion of... of the the uh, the time since since Arath kind of began to attack them really wanted to find a way to kind of release the the kind of the thralls of Arath from this kind of like death enchantment on them and he felt like if, if Kala was able to cast that life the kind of like the last vision ritual on the helmet like on other objects they would find some insight as to what's going on because the last moments of Baden's life were him wearing this helmet and that spell being released on him, so the idea is maybe we could get some insight as to what's happening to them in their moments of death, and uh, and possibly find a way to kind of free them from that control. Hmm. So, perhaps. Says, so, Kalo, when you're done napping, we could really help you some help there. You got enough beauty sleep for the for next uh, few yeah. years. <laughs> Throws him a pillow in a snuggie and says, "Yeah." Get to sleeping. Yeah, Ren's feeling a little bit bad now that he knows what it's like when you wake up and you're kind of groggy and people bombard you with questions and need you to do stuff. He's, and he's kind he's of sensing that. And he's old. And man. he's old, so. Ren. Maybe you could donate a sleeping potion. Easy. Ren actually doesn't yeah, have, <laughs> Ren actually doesn't have any sleeping potions left. He needs to brew some up for himself. Yeah. He's you probably saved one for, like, reverse engineering. Yeah, yeah. We need to save Skyclave so we can get more potions. Yes. We yeah. save so, Potion Clave. I mean, Ren uh, bids Kala farewell for the time being. And makes his way. I don't know why we don't have invite the potion maker to become a permanent fixture of the Because I don't like him very much. I think he was drugging the entire time. He was drugging the whole time. Guaranteed he was drugging the entire time. I'm not town. bringing Remove that man on this that ship. Evil from the town. And Ren- bring it to our ship. We oh, didn't open no. death. Where we can watch it. Ren, Ren goes back into the, the ship and, goes goes and hangs out with dinner. Rocco to help him make dinner. Chicken tonight, Rocco? Uh, As usual. No, we actually got some cows when we stopped last time. Uh, cows? A two cows. They're not actually cows. They're giant. Where are the roofs? Roofs. They're, they're giant. Uh, Elephants. They were like. Flatless birds. They were giant deer. Let's say they're. they're they're Jeez. great deer, and they we were, uh, we managed to take deer. out like dire deer, a scented deer. What Sent do you like call a them? Deer. Like a flock of deer? They're not so flock of deer. for a everyone. Herd. A herd? Sure. We took out a herd of deer, and uh, so the men are having well, the men and the halflings are having venison tonight. Ooh, so he man. goes down to help Rocco prepare because he's never made venison. Well, but Rocco knows delicious. Everything. And if he doesn't, he fakes it well. Easier than so swallowing what, my feelings for Ushahi. So that's what Ren's doing. He uh, didn't say much during the meeting with Kala, just kind of, but he was glad to have him back. 
because he was the guy who gave us our quest in the first place, and it's he's nice kind of a big part of it. He's a little bit of an anchor, I think, for the group in that way, you know? Yeah. Original a comic. quest giver. OCG. Yeah. Or OQG. <laughs> oh, I'm thinking character. OQG? OG. Yeah. Original. Original. Oh, okay. Original clock. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, the difference up he's back, but at the same time, it's like, well, now that you're back, we have a lot of other stuff to do. Yes. We're happy he's safe. But. Yes. He takes abso- absolutely no insult at, uh, you know, at that sort of thing, because he is here for one purpose, as his whole life purpose has been, which is to protect the Crown of Ogma. And on the cusp of, first of all, the biggest point of risk, which is when it could possibly be activated, and also what is rapidly looking to be the point of final confrontation. Uh, He knows that anything that needs to be done to work towards that is much more important than coddling his his old ass. It's true. Sometimes you just don't have time for whatever. Was he suffering from? Old fatigue. Yes. Alzheimer's. Fatigue. Everything. Osteoporosis. Dementia. Weak bones. Parkinson's. Anyway, come on, guys. Come on, guys. All right. Well, I mean, I mean, despite Colbin racking his brain, it. I mean, is is there? I don't know if we if this is like something we can do with skill. Like, is there at all a peaceful way to carry ourselves through this? I mean, I know I can't think of anything. Peaceful. Well, I mean, there's, there's we have this we have this time coming up, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, if there if there's an option to resolve kind of this scenario peacefully in a way that like that we pr- like put our skills into having a wrath miss the day versus put our skills into into a kind of a, a kind of a, a, a whatever an effort to confront him on that day. That's something that Colbin's in favor of, but I don't know if... Strolla speaks up at this idea. Okay. And she says, now wait just a harebrained minute here. <laughs> you you talk, Strolla. Colbin Speaking is hair-brained. a fewer words. She says, less... your primary concern may be the crown of Ogma. And I agree. That's a big deal. She says, but the use of the throne of Aminond, that, that too is, uh, is a great abomination of magic. He says, such a thing should never have existed, and it needs to be returned to the Mascari people. If Must you it? cause him to miss his window, he will still be exceptionally powerful and be able to certainly lay waste to the world with the power he wields. I mean, look at Skyclave, look at Orvieltar. That's true. They are not in a very good situation. Says, agrees. <laughs> she says, it is ironic that he stole and used one great powerful evil artifact only to get another one. She says, but my primary concern That's is the throne. Hubris <laughs> truly knows no bounds. Colvin says, he says, perhaps... He says, this is our chance. Our chance, it gives him a reason to leave his academy. Fighting him there would be exceptionally more dangerous. Colvin says, still fighting. <laughs> but he says, he says, he says, Perhaps you can tell us more about that fight. <laughs> need to fight Tailman. So, get... So how, how are you saying that we would get him to leave his place? By, by he says, obviously, obviously here, he's gonna, if, he, if, we, if he's going to throw everything at this place, then he's going to go early. It's not like he's going to be like, alright guys, 5 o'clock. He's going to like leave probably days or weeks ahead to prepare, effectively emptying 
his whatever retreat academy? his academy and maybe that's the time to go Okay, that's what you were saying earlier. Is that what you're saying? I don't think so. No. Not at all. We should go after him. He's the problem. Now. Yeah. When he comes. She's basically going with our first idea. We we have to. Were you saying to go to the academy? No, I wasn't. Oh, okay. I was. No, I was basically saying. She said, I'm sorry. I thought you were saying to go to the academy after he had emptied it out. That's what I thought you were saying. That's what I thought you were saying. Which is not a terrible idea. But we don't know how to get there. Yeah, that's, I thought... Colby thought that that's what we had really figured out yet, though. She says, ring? Yeah, I mentioned ring. it to you last time. Oh, did we not she talk says, about oh, the ring? She says, oh, I forgot to take a look at that. Where is the ring? Oh, God! Where did we put it? I was the proposer today. I'm um, sure it's in the bag. Ren runs and grabs it. It's in the bag. She takes it and immediately is taken like back it. a little bit. She says, this is... I'll need to spend some time with this. Which surprises you, because everything else she just kind of looks at and understands. She is super pumped when she takes yeah. time with things, though, so no one's I really that feeling bad, bad for her. I she looked at it and she said, that's the ring that, um... That, that they used to, that to do used it, to but it was like a one-time thing. No, she didn't say that. Oh, that's... Okay. Okay. If she did, I'm now saying that she didn't. It's fine. <laughs> I don't I mean, she didn't think I would have said that. Either way. She had what it is. That didn't happen. All right. I'm going to take a look at this ring. That and she just starts. From she just yeah. kind of yeah. tunes out from the conversation immediately, and just starts sitting down, looking at the so ring. Let me try to say as you realize it's just her kind of way, which is like she's now got something more interesting. Let me try to say this one more time. Then, I mean, this is somewhat out of game, but I'm trying to understand what's going on here. I know there needs to be a fight with the wrath and an opportunity for us to use our awesome Diva Mascar orb. I'm wondering if that necessarily. Is necessitates yeah necessitates a battle with uh, with Arath at this point uh, at the point of the of the whatever of the planar alignment planar alignment I mean conceivably we could we could bypass this this kind of like uh, goal of the planar alignment and like Sola says Arath is still out there he's still powerful and dangerous um, is it inevitably going to be a battle for with Arath at this place for the planar alignment or are there is there an opportunity to peacefully resolve this scenario by whatever, delay, using some means to delay uh, to delay him past the date, or um, That's only a, a minor solution though, because even, well, if, even if he does miss the planar alignment and fails to activate the crown in this way, he's, he's still, still has, out there, yeah, yeah. he still that's has access thought, to a throne. That's what I thought Stoyla was saying was yeah. that he's still exceptionally he's dangerous. He's still a very big problem. So, so I don't know the alternative. What What's we're going what to like, counter to that. Even though the, the throne is super power, super important to her, we all agree that the throne of Agma, or sorry, that the crown of Agma is the worst threat. Right. What I'm saying is, if we is the worst threat. go and basically storm this place at during the planar alignment, use the giant orb of you know no throne time. Um, what's to stop him giant from being out. like throne time. being like? Ah, uh, dang, we're in a huge fight. And then he's like, well, I've only got two surges left. I'm out Leaves. Mm-hmm. And then he's still got the crown and the throne and the academy and Skyclave and basically everything. And he's not going to end the world, but like, it sounded like that's what she was saying. He was can like, still jack he's still up. really dangerous. How do we trap him? Yeah, our goal is to disable him and take him into custody or kill him. And. Taking a man like that into custody? That's what I'm saying. Like, see it will. It seems get like him trying under to our control. It seems like fighting with him 
and trying to bypass this major obstacle of the player alignment is a lot at one time. Yeah. If there's a way to do this peaceably, that's what Colvin's about, and it seems like it's dividing up these two huge fucking things to do, like destroy the most powerful Archmage and try to avoid kind of total, total whatever, destruction with this plane alignment. And I'm saying, I, I mean, I know there's an eventual confrontation, but what I was trying to think about before when I was saying, like, oh, Plague Lands or whatever, I'm just trying to say, think, is there ways that we could, you know, mechanically and flavor-wise have a peaceful resolution to this conflict, and I don't know if we can come up with something or not, or if people are committed to, like... Because the only idea we have now is a pitched battle for this thing, which is, like, all right, but... No, I agree. That's like which is all right. I'm, just, I'm wondering if there's a peaceful alternative or not. The pitch battle doesn't even really have a great ending because it's like, I mean, it's it's two really big objectives what, going on at the same time. I can't imagine a scenario where he's like cornered and he's like, oh no, okay. You know, at least if we can get this over with, some through through some effort, then we can kind of like have the final showdown be completely interrupting Colvin as clearly she has like come out of studying us didn't even realize there's another conversation going on yep as she's, Please, she just speaks as if everyone was standing around waiting for her she to finish much pushier than Colvin in conversation <laughs> and he stops every time she opens her mouth yeah she's Very clearly beautiful. speaking Very like beautiful. in her mind everyone was standing around her waiting <laughs> look, watching her like waiting for her to figure it out so that she could continue the conversation. Oh, I have it now. Didn't even know that there were people talking. Thank you for your patience. They're just making uh, small talk, waiting for her to finish. And she just she just stands up and she says, and she says, there is extremely powerful magic in this. <laughs> Amazing. Okay. She That's says this. Promising. It must be used to get to the academy. Excellent. I thought we knew that. Stoyla. How did you do that? <laughs> she says there is draconic magic in this. Draconic magic? Hmm. She says it like doesn't make nature. It doesn't make sense. There, there, there must. And she just thinks she says this sort of thing could only be created by a dragon, a powerful dragon. Do we know any dragons? Well, no there's live this one. ones. There's this one. <laughs> Brandis did eat two of them. Yes, we've, we've killed every dragon we've met. Speaking of Darius' possession, he has a bag full of scales. Yeah, uh, can you further deduce the nature of this dragon? She says this... Does it matter? She says, I couldn't tell what crafted it, but the type of magic in here... Oh, I would wish I could craft an object such as this, but it is a, it is a type of magic that I... Could only dream of tapping into, and she just looks at you know looks at it, and she says, "And I wouldn't have any hope of manipulating it." So you're saying we can't use this? She says, short of finding a dragon that would do it for us. Any dragon, a dragon will do. Born? <laughs> she laughs at Ren's suggestion. She says, "No." <laughs> um, and Ren's leans over. Ren says, "We're all thinking it." Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, a more, uh, she says, a powerful elder dragon could potentially manipulate the magic in this, but whatever created this, this this could be a problem. I know of a, there was that lady in Deep in Mascar, no, not Deep in Mascar. Was it a dragon? The undead, <laughs> the chick who had the undead dragon oh, yeah. lights that we used. Oh, she had one under her thumb, essentially. She oh, had its phylactery or whatever. The, yeah, the... You Dracolich. mean... Wait, you mean in... Shatter In the Underdark. The competition. Yes. She says, not a Dracolich. Not a Dracolich. Damn! She says, a proper dragon. Wait, wasn't that... 
what's her face in Neverwinter a dragon? Stoila. No. No, uh, no she, she was a succubus. 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 Ah, that's right. Do you know any dragons? We know Dracolich. Doesn't count. I mean, no. what about a succubus? No. There was that earth dragon that got away. You're going the wrong way. Yeah. Gypsy queen. That was kind of an elemental dragon. You keep naming things which you would be hopeless to uh, to try to deal with. We need a real dragon, one that we could one that we could talk to, but it would be hopeless. Does anyone know any dragons who we could potentially Let's do some knowledge checks. Uh, yeah, come on, Brandis. I mean, Brandis, one, of your, one of you've been deaths. everywhere, man. When, when was the time when the elder dragon ate you? And then you killed it later, after 20 hundred times of coming back. It's 27 and... A after 3,000 unsuccessful charge attacks. 27 history check. Brandis remembers clearly one of his former lives. And it, having been one of the first times that he's really tried to kind of remember back in, uh, for a useful purpose to, to remember back a um, a memory since his sort of his coming to understand who he is, you know, for the first time knowing what he is and not understanding the how, but but definitely understanding the what of what is going on. He realizes that he can He's able to call back into these these memories much clearer than before, and he distinctly remembers in one of his lives uh, having to uh, deal with a dragon that is um, near the um, all the way back in the desert Kalimshan. area, the Round Desert, the Kalimshan, uh, oh, the Kalimshan Desert, and uh, it was a gold dragon that he had dealt with. Like, spoken to. Treated with this dragon. You spoke to a gold dragon. Brandon says, If he's still alive, he might not help us, but we can at least get a couple words in. He remembers clearly where his lair is. He does not deal. Does not remember the details of what um of what it was. Uh, you know, the yeah. the specifics of, of Maybe what happened. He remembers going there and he remembers how to get there. Um, but that it was a uh, yeah, did you part on good terms? Didn't As any you? dragon lair, it is uh, exceptionally dangerous, and even those dragons which are uh, considered on the good side of the scale... Ethically good. Scale? Ethically good. <laughs> ...will still kill um, many mortals that come and try to come into their... their uh, people? Realm. Their realm, and so truly you would uh, have to prove your might in order to even... Brennan says... ...be shown to be worthy to, to meet audience the dragon. My estimate... And he looks around and throws out We don't want to lose three. <laughs> it's worth the show. If you're one of them, does that halflings? count as half? Yeah, he says, Branches. Can we bring three halflings? <laughs> How many times can you come back? Distracted. You wanted to. Yes, do you have limited charges? It's near the Kalimshan Desert. I'll talk to Kaz. We'll set a course. We're going there now? No, we're going with your better idea. She says, well... <laughs> yeah, I you can't... like that for once. Aurora has a, a little bit more of an understanding of, of, of dragons slightly for um, having yeah, spent considerable time serving, a dragon serving under a... Hanging out. Yeah, she knows that, um, that dealing with a, a dragon like this, you, you better have... Um, damn good cause. You better have damn good cause. And, uh, 
and something in exchange. There'd have to be a reason that the dragon would want to help you. For dragons live. Give him Bahamut. The life of a mortal is the blink of an eye in in a dragon's life. Uh, She knows, especially gold dragons, Uh, they live for very, very long time. Almost as long as Brandis. Almost. Ish. Colvin says, um. He says, novels are perhaps, perhaps it would provide another way forward. He says again to, uh, he, say, he, he looks at Ren, who initially had the reservations of kind of throwing so many innocent lives at a rat's kind of like callous, whatever, just sacrificial kind of army of thralls. And he says, mm. he said to avoid to avoid battle would, well, he says, would it would it would spare. Harm to many people, and furthermore, with such great risk, we need multiple ways of attacking him. There's there's so many ways a simple pitch battle could go wrong. Yeah, it's just he says that, he says the, everything in one. The numbers, the numbers are infinite. The fate of a wor- the fate of the world, and such an important quest like this, from what Aurora knows. Could be enough. Might have to sweeten the Might deal, be. but uh, she kind of feels like it, it wouldn't hurt that bad asking. Maybe like a nice plus five artifact? <laughs> that was tasty. Okay. It tastes like all the Shadow <laughs> I've always wanted to eat all the Shadow <laughs> Come on, guys. It's a gold dragon. They're not like that, I think. Shadow Kai, I'm somewhere in the end. It is, uh, I mean, Shadow Kai gets smoked. Yeah, it'd be cool to kill a gold dragon. I bet how many times does that happen every year for her? (laughs) (laughs) But she doesn't get it, though. So, we'd have to. uh, He he asked Aurora, he said, What kind of, what kind of, uh, boon might be interesting to such a a creature? Gold? Kind of offering. Gold? A princess? No, feel like they would have no, 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 no. They're they're. He's just falling back on stories he's heard of dragons. Yeah, let's do some. It's pretty legit. Yeah. Let's do a check. Oh, Golden princesses. That's someone, yeah. but... what would a dragon oh, yeah. or, I, knowledge check? Like you said, um, like I said, the, the, this knowledge that you guys have of what the, the quest, what's at stake. It's um, that's enough. You know, we don't need to offer anything else. You may need Even to, though... but bring bring what you've got. Uh, the the, so yeah. items, things, not yeah, services or duties. You know that all dragons appreciate um, appreciate wealth, and um, they are dragons. They like shiny things. We have many shiny things to offer. It's yeah. True. And so it may be uh, it may be costly, uh, or it may not. She, I mean, she really just doesn't know what this particular dragon is going to ask for. But so basically, he's saying you may as well bring everything you got so it, that it you've got everything to, eat to deal any with. Of us, I think. Coleman sits thinking. What would you want, dragon? He kind of looks down at himself. And he has like two things. He has like his hammer and like some pants. Curtis says, and some shoes that he made. I'll charter court. Sure. Doesn't wear those shoes, uh, but he has them. And he not with him. He's got two that things right now. Ren actually came back. This Thanks. conversation was going on forever, and he had gone to make dinner, and he had come back, and was joining you guys, and said, "P.S. Dinner's ready." Does any of, do any of us speak Draconic? I don't. Aurora does not. Nope. No. No. You guys have plenty of magic at your disposal. Yeah, it makes it trivial to speak I just, any language. I just want to make sure we That's don't show true. up, start babbling at it, 
The language barrier has been removed from uh, yeah. your entire group for quite a while. I do like thinking about it at least flavor Yeah. Though. If this with something common, I don't want its help. It is badass though. If it's one of your native tongues, just you know, it's like talking to someone who doesn't speak your language and you speak your language louder. <laughs> he doesn't respond to that. Screw him. Out. Whatever. Well, if you could tell us maybe how it how it all ended with you and this dragon. <laughs> he doesn't remember. He may have swindled it. He's not sure. He swindled it. It's like, ah, give me brains. He remembers that don't have very good memory he, uh, anyway. He remembers that he had something of great, uh, of great value to uh, to trade with this dragon, and that he um, we that's why he went there to go his get his help life. for some reason, and that he had an item of we great value. Did take a lower level item after the ick, the demon mascot thing. Maybe mm. we could apply some of those remaining funds towards an amazing gift for this dragon. Uh, tribute. I think maybe just the. You'll go with your funds, funds, and you'll you'll have what you've got to discuss after you discuss with the dragon. It seems like it would be wise to do uh, to do that, but it could take some time going there. So uh, if you choose to go now, you could. You may want to uh, seek to get more of your assistance. Also, Stoila had been talking about the possibility of this um, thing she wants to do with the engine room, which uh, Ren is reminded of. It's true. Just a couple days ago, she had mentioned it. What is this the thing? teleporter? What of this thing? And what of it? What are our notes? total funds? No. She wanted seventy-five. What do we have? Coin curse. Yes, uh, the coin curse. By seventy-five, she means just seventy-five, right? Not seventy-five k. Or she meant seventy-five <coughs> children. It's not. She did just say seventy-five. It's not People just seventy-five gold. The that which she is doing is quite a bit more expensive than that. I'm going to say. She said 75. I guess she could have meant 7,500. It's definitely not 75 gold, because that's... It's definitely not 7,500 gold. That's a chump change. 75, yeah. It's so 75,000. I was hoping it was 7,500. But I'm... After a little bit of Assuming it's going to be 75,000 after I... This is Ren talking. After I had gone down there and kind of... Uh, Counseled with her on what she was doing, and exactly, and we kind of uh, brainstormed. She's a contractor, and you're uh, (laughs) approving. But it's going to make this ship faster than anything. You, it's pink. You can basically. I mean, it'll be damn near. That's an advantage we can't pass up. What will Kaz say to such a upgrade? There, Rance says, "Well, I don't know. I haven't." Talk to him about it, but there would be the owners, and he's the captain. There would be no reason to pass this up. He could still fly it just as fast as he wanted when he's joyriding, and he could hit the turbo button and be there instantly if he needed. That was what Colton was suggesting. He's like, isn't it me bumps speaking like button, button? I'm the best captain ever. (laughs) Quarter, yeah, He'll still be able to go fly and do his thing, but when the stuff hits the fan. He'll be able to go into hyperdrive. He can save his ship whenever he wants. Colvin oh. said. Colvin completely refers to you. He doesn't think that it's his money at all. He has no. Which money do you guys have? That's what he was asking. Yeah, because we're debating like costs. Two... I gotta look it up now. It's... This is after his I new armor know. and your new staff, or did you not get that staff? No, I did. I took it out. <laughs> do you know the rough ballpark? It's roughly. We have like roughly, let's say, two hundred thousand. Do it. What the dragon? The dragon is not going to ask for like a hundred and thirty thousand gold. And if it does, we're fine. Oh, we have that much. Yes. See, easy. 
And then if it doesn't like that, we just give it Brandis. What he wants you? <laughs> I'm already spoken for. She has a date with another dragon. Going out of your way to make sure that you have money for the dragon seems like a waste. You will bring what you have to offer, which is all your possessions. I mean, not necessarily would give it away, but the worst that would happen is you don't have what he wants and he turns you away. That and would be the you. worst. No, the worst that happens is he flies into a rage and kills us all. Snackaroo. Elder dragons worst are that happens. elder dragons. He just goes and tells a wrath. I'll go tattle. Guess who's here? Oh my god, you will Remember never guess. You brought me last week? Remember that ring? They've got one of them. Okay, so. Let's spend the money for the uh, thing. Sounds like it. Yes, do I it. do that and start venturing to the dragon layer. Thing. So we, we have this dragon thing. Man. That's and where you want to go first? Does anyone have a destination that they would think is more present? Are we yep. having to actually like go and collect reinforcements for the battle? I think that that's that was part of what you said you wanted handled. to do. That's right? not yeah. handled. You have not done that at all oh, yet. Oh, really? Yeah. I thought that we sent a message That's what you wanted to do over the other... only Bahamut oh. thing. You, that's what you wanted to do over the next two months was to kind of we prepare this. We want to do that. So we have roughly 295,000. Okay. So they're gathering troops while we're doing this Bahamut thing? Hmm. I mean, while we're doing this... Uh, Who's gathering dragon? troops? Uh, tell the groups that we have... Uh, contacts with the, all the groups that we've mentioned. Well, we send Zahar to the. We can send liaison. We can send yeah. Zahar to the uh, Shadar Kai. Uh, we can. I mean, if we're going for the gypsies, uh, Prince Clethen. We can use Stoyla's um, uh, teleporter methods. Yeah, she, she probably deep. has like corpses everywhere. We could send people everywhere yeah, pretty easily. Of course. Uh, just hearing it, she pops up, she says, I do. And she once again gives her spiel, like clearly a rehearsed thing that she says but about how she only likes it. to use it uh, if there's no other convenient way to do it because it's grisly and, you know, kind Morbid. of this dark magic, but... Uh, it's you've heard her say literally the exact words that clearly that is what she says to people. She has it written on her like arm. Uh, and she doesn't actually believe it. How about she loves opinions expressed therein are not the some sort of message, magically recorded and some sort of thing to prove that it is us. It's sealed from the freaking Planet Observatory. Awesome messages. Oh, the cubes. Something like that. Exactly. Um, then we form an ambassador team of some of our awesome people that we kept with us, like Zahar and Keeper, and Strolla to get them places and all this, and they basically carry our message around to these places and says, hey, these guys you talked to before, they need your help. We can even send, like, Kaz and Rocco exactly. to five companies while we're with the exactly. dragon. He's talking about keeping them all together and having them go oh, to yeah. different areas one at a time. Basically, With, this ambassador team. Yeah. Yeah, that's more impressive, I think. I think because then it's like a whole, like... Envoy. Well, sending Kaz to the five companies kind of seems like a no-brainer, because from sure. the story, he's the one they were talking to. Well, yeah, but they, yeah, everybody like, would be going talking about all of them going together. Company yeah. like, so to that way, that there's before. someone who has a close contact person it's within each of the places. Because that just sounds so natural. Yeah. So, should we... Do that. That sounds great. I'm fine we can make that. a list of our ally of, of the places we want to contact too. I'm sure there's there are right. many allies. And we can. I'm sure we sent word to Hamlet and Burbank, places where no doubt our notoriety. Boom, boom. Like they're gonna send somebody. Yeah, like three more guys right there. Burbank. Three more guys. 
Or Bonk. I love the name. I've been there. Raster? Boom. Raster can spend Raster. some orcs. Friendly um, orcs. So, uh, so is that something that we can do and still retain use of the airship by using Stola's corpse gates? Unconventional well, mode. Um, we yeah. currently have a teleportation circle on the airship, so if they drop us off somewhere, we can always they can leave and we can always get back to the ship. Yeah, and yeah. they can always get back uh, easily with your permanent yeah. teleportation circle. You all know how to do it. Ren can cast yeah. it. Yeah, you don't so... Then let's start that in motion. All right, who are you sending as your ambassador team? Definitely Clevin. Yes, Clevin. You really want to send Clevin? Clevin's a yeah, prince for sure. One of our other K's. Royalty. I think Keeper might be good. I, I like kinda, Keeper. I just kind of want to keep him safe. Kaz, Clevin, Keeper. Zahar. Uh, Zahar. I mean Zahar. Definitely not Grosh. Um, not Heptos. Not Grosh. I don't think you no should Heptos. send Heptos either. Yeah. Also not Heptos. Why don't you just like Heptos? Heptos is a great guy. He's kind of cold. Not the best talker. Yeah. He's a deva. <laughs> yeah. He probably doesn't That's have a very true. high grace. If he just alone, stands I think, there gives him and some keeps clout. his mouth shut, maybe. <laughs> I, think, I don't know. I think you get, a, think you you get a varied group that's like, listen, like, who are you talking about? What is it, a robot? An angel, like a mortal dude? What is that, a minotaur? Whoa, these guys are definitely AAA hardcore. I mean, it really depends on the audience, man. That work in the shadow guy, guys. Um, <laughs> that would work with the shadow. Oh my god, these guys are awesome. Let's go hang out with them. So yeah, so um, battle. So, okay, so Done. not Deva, not Deva. Keeper, Clefin, Clefin, Kaz. Cle- hey, look, hey. Story like goes hey, with them for freaking, the bones, I thought it was like a month oh, ago no, that the entire of Diva Mascot was like armed for like conquests. Let's give them something to do. Exactly. So um, they may be willing to repay our. And it's basically still is going with them to be their um, ritual you know, caster. She's the one oh, she's spell she can oh, okay. she can do the transportation. She's the transport. Um, so those four leaving Jackson with us. Jackson brothers are crew. Are they? They're crew. The they ship? gotta stay with the ship. Kaz is not ready. Kaz not ready to go anywhere. Kaz is staying with the ship. If he you, never if, leaves his grove. Kaz never leaves the grove. He's not yeah, strong outside of it. If if Kaz is going to do the five companies thing, I imagine that's something that we don't on the ship at whatever. Yeah, the ship you know takes them there. They can do that first and then whatever. For sure. Um. So does Grosh stays. We got four Grosh's crew. I think. Grosh, the Nasty Brothers, Halflings, Rocco, Kaz are all crew. Yeah, it sounds like those four. Yeah. Do we have? Okay. Cool. We don't. We don't need like an army. We're I trust. I trust them. that they can. Oh, I get so Grosh. Or so we got Keeper, Zahar, Clefin. And do we, do we go Heptos? I feel like we should so have a five because Heptos. we've got oh, our yeah. Fab Five Stoyla. doing the dragon Stoyla. thing. Stoyla's the fourth. Stoyla's Don't worry about it. Stoyla's got this. So this is, is that, is that you know what? I take five? it back. Send send Heptos. Really? He gives quite a bit of clout. As long so. as he keeps his mouth relatively shut. He was like the protector well, of the Philosopher's Temple. He's pretty... The guy is... Pretty like well, he is pretty. He's passionate. like Sean Penn. We don't like him. He, good stuff. He's more passionate about saving the crown of Bogma than Stoyla. Unless Stoyla yeah. you, you, is coming, regardless, I don't know. It's very good easy thing for too. Heptos of all of those people who are sending, yeah, I think Heptos is also the only one who's fully read in. That's that's why. <laughs> These other guys yeah, aren't Heptos really as well. sure. Just yeah. awesome. I'm just going to act this Heptos. out for you. This is sending let's, Heptos right here. Let's do Heptos. Rolling dice. 17. Roll, rolling dice. 17. A gamble. An 18. That's a gamble. All right. Those are 10. Don't get caught up. All right, so those are the five you are sending. Yes. Done. <laughs> as they set off and prepare, 
Um, you know, you you where the different places that you're you're going. They're gonna they're gonna head down to Ikamu to go see what help the Shadar Kai can lend Do for it will be a great event that uh gonna miss out on this yeah, party. Not gonna miss Biggest out on spot that. in the universe. Two you're months. invited. Be there. And uh, the five companies. The, whole but you'll only need the five the companies. Amaskar. Uh, Diva Amaskar, yeah. And Upper Amaskar. Because one of your benefits of uh, accomplishing that challenge down there was to. They the are five companies. Completely loyal to you. Well, Kaz, the five companies. Is Kaz going to infiltrate and talk to this gypsy queen? There's a lot of love for the gypsy. I mean, just a couple hundred gypsies, but Kaz like. Kaz infiltrate? Or sorry, Clefton. I understand if. Uh, we'll, we'll see. Yeah, and then uh, attempting to seek out the g- gypsy queen. Yeah. Who can be an elusive figure? What about a local boy? She's covered up. She's sure. They don't have much to send. So much, right? What? More of a heroic area. Elmo just shows up. Let's do this. All right. He's really old by now. I bet. All right. He was old when we started this thing. Let's do this. It's like Brenda. You haven't aged today. The airship. Elmo died too Sales. Sales. <laughs> so to the area in the Rowan Desert. Oh. Rowan, right? Kalimshan. Kalimshan. The area in the Kalimshan uh, Desert where Brandis points out the entrance to a, cave. to a cave. Is it foreboding? Are there bones littered about? No, it is uh, very nondescript. He knows that it's, uh, it's a ways to travel through this cave. To uh, to get to it, the dragon's lair is not this cave. This cave leads to where the dragon uh, not so easily accessed to these dragons. Yeah, and as you head through, and as you kind of just touch down on the ground, you see once again out in the distance that yellow, uh, that small yellow bird that you started to see um, ever so often as it. Uh, <laughs> It was perched up on Has the. Um, been feeding it? <laughs> it was perched up in the riggings of the ship, and uh, it appears to be just watching you as you move through. I mean, not just kind of looking around like birds do, but just looking. Go call to a nature call. Some money. With a nature check. <laughs> uh, yes, that's a 19. Nice one. I'm definitely going to go 31 on the nature. The call to this bird. Colvin, uh, Colvin does the perfect call for this type of bird. You know, he he, he knows that it is a thing, and he has done this before. It is something he that is to come. native to his homeland in the Dragonspire Mountains. And it doesn't. Bird. Does it even it, uh, it is looking, and it, it looks over to him, and he sort of sense, senses a... Um, the, the, it's not that the call is not understood, but the, it is there's intelligence there, and it is just choosing not to. And Colbin stays there staring at the bird and kind of goes ah, stone mode and it's just there. And he's still <laughs> in like five minutes. He's trying to pretend to be a statue. Brandon as says to has bird. to come. I mean, he kind of just goes statue mode, which happens from time to time. Like him just pausing still for like 12 minutes, not uncommon or uncomfortable. And Brandon, as just, like, he is, put some ring on. Yeah, it's very comfortable. I mean, he's very used to this situation coming, just bangs on it or something. and... So yeah, the bird just returns the stare the entire time. Yeah, and you know as he didn't listen to you, let it go. He moves along. It kind of comes a little bit out of his paws and down the cave. The rest of it just seems like bird. 
Uh, <laughs> he notices the bird again and is... At first few times he'd seen it, he hadn't been concerned, and then the threat strikes his mind like, what if Arath is using this to scry on us? Oh, it's a spy. <laughs> Out comes delicious. the bow. <laughs> <laughs> Rocco. Cornish game hen tonight. Uh, he, he goes and contacts Ren and proposes this idea. Uh, Ren, that's an interesting idea, uh, especially since it wouldn't do a thing for Colvin. And rolls a eh, not great twenty six arcanus to see if he can sense any if if a wrath is using it to scry on us or anything like that. Whatever it is, yeah. it uh, you don't get the sense of a wrath style of magic uh, at work here, uh, nor do you get the idea of what he may use to trick you and not having it be his normal style of magic. It does not seem that this uh, whatever this <laughs> bluff magic. Um, Whatever is going on here does not seem does not appear to be uh, malicious towards you. Is there magic at all? There's definitely some strong magic coming from that coming bird. from this bird. Uh, <laughs> but it appears that the magic and that is uh, that the magic that you're detecting in this bird is uh, is of its own power and not of like something enchanting it uh, okay. or or something like that. Magic bird. Or uh, like. Ambles out onto the deck and like sees at least three people staring at the rigging, <laughs> you know. And she turn, turns her head up, and for the first time ever, finally spots this little bird. She has a poor perception. She check. has a really poor perception check. And Hugh, who's like the only guy who's ever seen this thing, has never mentioned it. <laughs> Uh, we've seen it a couple times. It's been around, but no one talks about no it. No one talks it's about a it. Weird like yellow like, bird. Like it's a weird yellow bird. But now everyone's staring at it, and she's finally like, "What are you guys all looking at?" And she uh, turns and looks, and so this is when everyone says, "This bird's been around for a this while." This bird's <laughs> what? Have you guys noticed? I mean, no. Every once in a while, we see one. Wait. So what are the, let's, let's some... run down the list of bird sightings. First time, laughing maiden, leaving high mascar. Boom. Only Hugh. No mention. <laughs> Second time. <laughs> Very like, unusual. Are we in the mountains or something? A philosopher's temple? Seen like, by you. Yeah. Second time? I thought it was, well, yeah, it was way up. And there. as you guys are discussing that. this, the bird takes off from the rigging and again flies into the distance. And we continue to have like this big debate about like, when this bird Ren really wants someone to climb up the rigging kind of, and go kind see of if they can, like, poke the people and is just staring after this bird and something, something is like ringing in her head and she can't quite put her finger on exactly what it is, but there's something... Could be the phone. Yeah, some, something something about this bird that... Yeah. Hugh strikes up a conversation with one of the sailors. He recalls something, but not entirely, about it being lucky to kill a bird on a ship, or something like that, and he Unlucky. asks... Unlucky. Oh, he thought it was lucky. Unlucky. Oh. And uh, two of the crew <laughs> approach and are disagreeing. One of them says, no, it is lucky. And another one says, no, it's unlucky. You never do it. Are these the Genassi brothers? Yes. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, they're, they're both arguing. He says, haven't you seen... Uh, Rocco's come up here and harpooned a bunch of birds off the side of the ship. You know what's that day? Yeah, and what do you think? That was the day that the whirlwind picked us up and we ended up... And they just start arguing with each other. Fighting. <laughs> <laughs> In their way. Ugh. Goes, hmm. Amazing. Never thought to mention that, huh? You... So after the, as the squabbling continues, I thought I had. He was like, "There's birds." 
Yes, you probably said birds are on the ship, and Aurora probably went, "Yeah, because we're on an airship." That's the news flash. All right, here flash. at the cave. Huge flash. You go down. Into, it's, like, it's like a sandstone tunnel carved, kind of into the into the side of a mighty dune. That looks so unstable. Really unstable. <laughs> but I mean, sandstone made of sand. sand Let's go place. in it. Surely nothing bad will happen. Deeper and deeper. Mm-hmm. And as the crew Wait. bids you farewell, <laughs> they hold one of the uh, speaking stones, another of which is being given to the uh, the ambassador team, and the third <clears throat> being with uh, you all down here. Oh, yeah. How much of those take to construct? Because a few more of those would be handy. Can we just make enough for everyone? Spend the gold for that? Sterla says, I'll work on it. Thank God. She oh, says, I'm not going to be girl. I'm not going to be doing anything in those negotiations. So give me something to do in the meantime. She's a tinker. It would be cool if everyone on the ship had one. Let me get to sort of like tap them and talk. Yeah, to them. we could we could put them on our chest. She says that's absurd. <laughs> that's absurd. No one would ever do that. Why would you put a communicator device on your chest where you have to touch it with your hand? <laughs> I don't know. What would you yeah. be tied up? And, an idea. Uh, what if you were tied up? <laughs> and she says. She says, I'll work on that uh, upgrade to the ship's engines in the meantime as well. Excellent. Thanks. She says, when you guys get back, maybe I'll have it done. Meanwhile. And then she just goes off and skips back to the engine room. Coleman has a huge backpack full of precious metal. And sets (laughs) off down into this cave of the gold dragon. Like, it is a massive, it is probably a thousand pounds of treasure. Just with, like, crowns and, like, scepters sticking out. Yeah, like, the bag is, like... The bag is clearly magical to be able to hold that much dead weight. It's already full. Yeah, and this is after we fill the ball of our magic sack bag. with all the gold. So, like, that's, like, the last little bit that wouldn't fit in the magic sack. And that Colvin is just trucking down there. Ren finds it entertaining to run up behind Colvin and just jump on and oh, grab onto no. the bag and hold it. He because it's so heavy, Ren's little tiny <laughs> weight at addition to it. Means well, nothing, and Colvin doesn't even touch it. <laughs> it's, yeah. Well, it depends. It's, uh, How many croissants have you been eating? Ren so wants to be the straw that breaks that camel's back, but when you're this as strong and have as endur- and camel. the endurance of Colvin, you just go. <laughs> and it's not like Ren hasn't been taking full advantage of the one guy who's not been that down on him riding him, anyways. So Good true. Point. Even so. Ren a... even has a mount now, but he still just takes pleasure in riding like sentient beings. <laughs> it's not as much fun if they can't be. Everyone's got indignant something, when you I know. ride. Them. <laughs> Whatever makes you happy. Colin's like deep back. He just wanted to watch the fight, and you're like, no, no, off this way. <laughs> chop, chop. And as you descend into the darkness of the cave, which is. Brightly illuminated by Aurora's um, this uh, dragon thingy. Oh yeah, her little familiar. It's like a little beacon, and it's just a beacon of kind of light in here as it sort of flies ahead, uh, slightly illuminating the area, um, showing the different paths. You go in, and Brandis remembers that this it was a long trek through this uh, through this cave with um, many was- many dead ends and such. That it was seems like it was dug here in order to be uh, difficult to navigate. How big is the tunnel itself? Like, uh... Well, are we walking through single file, or is this like a gymnasium 
tunnel. I mean, if we're talking it's like uh, dragon, it's going to need to fit. It's like shoulder here, to so. shoulder. You can um. Well, so, it could, so it couldn't get here. out through this tunnel. It doesn't come out. Correct. Dragons have mighty magic too. They yeah, use... they can transform to human size and all that. Oh, great. They can, or especially they can the elder the ones, can basically do whatever the hell they want. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They are. But well, the whole told. reason you're going here is because it possesses magic of a particular caliber that you do not have access to. It just or makes the mountaintop go. And they go yeah. in, and then they, they're, they're like cats. <laughs> they can squeeze in places. And we will continue this journey into the Dragon Cave next week. Oh, yeah.